Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smodcoast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcoast Morning Show. East Coast Edition. West Coast Edition. West Coast Edition. Tuesday Edition on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. Thank you, Will Wilkins, for... Uh, Finally getting me to say it correctly And thank you for getting us online Is this really the the West Coast? (laughs) Alright I can't help you Bill Maybe Will If you can help Bill He needs it Um, See Marty made coffee I just haven't drank any of it yet I haven't Oh shit I didn't get um, I didn't know you were going to have some Or else I would have brought two cups Uh, You're fucked Wow Emily's fucked Um, So by the way, good morning. You are listening to the Tuesdays Morning Show with me, Marty, and Bill. And then Emily, she saunters in when she sees, <laughs> when she feels, she feels ready. Like she's, you know, she's playing words with friends in her car right now. And uh, so we thank you for listening. We are a sort of comedy talk show. We just, we basically are... We go dark sometimes. We get in your ear holes for two hours. And if you want to join in and tweet with us, we are at Nooner Dan Marty. Um, or you can email us for the mail sec. That's at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Bill, you're looking rather summery and spring-like with your, oh, thank you. your straw hat chapeau. I'm wearing a jaunty hat. Reminds yes. me of um, Bing Crosby road movies. And beating your children? Uh, did Bing Crosby beat his children? Oh, it's been well documented. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I always liked him. Um, yeah, the kids are probably dicks anyway. There you go. That's how it goes here in the show. We, I say something... Bill shits on it. I was shitting on uh, Ben Crosby's kids, not you, Marty. Well, I was in support of them. What the fuck did they ever do? Twitter's acting all funny right now, isn't it? I, I tweeted a photo, and I was kind of proud of myself, actually, because it took like four tries. Right. So the fact that it took four tries means... That's standard for me. Oh, <laughs> that, that had nothing to do with Twitter. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way, we'll get to the Indiegogo campaign later, but I do want to thank you all for... Um, all the support, it's just been mind-blowing. And, you know, and so in return, we are giving you the top 50 episodes of 2014 in no particular order. Um, now, I start off the show talking about something in the news. Not I start off the show being frustrated because I don't follow the news. Well, and you I do. can't contribute except by being mean. And no, then no, Marty no. gets mad at me for being mean. No, That's nonsense. sort of our MO. Yeah. Respect the format. <laughs> right. So, all right. You've heard the show. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So, and I know that every week I pretty much talk about something that angers me, the government or the news and Good how the com- country's going down the news. shit and, uh, you know, Public everything's going down the and tubes and, and, and GOP. I, I, Sorry. No, no, it's good. It's good. Good support. Uh, and I, to some degree, you know, I, I believe that's true. You know, we see it in like states like New Jersey and Virginia with corrupt governors and upcoming mergers with Comcast and Time Warner, like big business has us all by the balls and Congress, meanwhile, is impotent. Pockets of... Yeah? Government, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to help out. Yeah, and, you know, climate change is being ignored and modern family has jumped the shark and... Oh, oh, this just makes me so angry! But... At least we don't live in Ukraine, where the, the president has made this corrupt deal with uh, the Russians instead of you, you know making ties with the EU, and, and protests have been going on there, which has been, 
led to massive arrests. And then demonstrations have, are still going on, but then there are these pro-government demonstrations. And these uh, journalists have interviewed some of them, and, and they're being paid by the government to protest the protesters. So they're being, like, these are unemployed farmers being trucked in for four hours out of town so right. that they can, you know, shout pro-government slogans. It's, isn't, the, isn't the Ukraine where they tried to poison? It's just Ukraine now. Oh, know yeah. that? Know that. No. Um, isn't Ukraine where they tried to poison um, one of the officials and it's some, like something yeah. out of the Cold War? Yeah, I mean, yes, that, that was uh, in Ukraine, I believe. But mm. yeah. It, Why'd they a, drop the that? Because it's a sovereign country now. When it was a Soviet state, it was the Ukraine. When it became so, if you put the in front of something, the Soviets own it. Yeah, exactly. So don't put the in so front of it. The Soviets own the one hundred and one and the five. So it's their fault in that Southern Emily's California, <laughs> but in Northern California, where it's just one hundred and one. So that's some little California highway uh, insider jokes. That. Yeah. So in Northern California, the highways don't have that, and in Southern California, they do. It's crazy. Or at least we're not in Syria, where over a hundred thousand people have been killed and. A two-year plus-year civil war, and six million people have been displaced. Yesterday, there was a four uh, a picture of this four-year-old who had traveled the desert in to get to Jordan as a refugee, separated for, from his family, just holding a bag of his belongings. Just mm. a four-year-old by himself, going across the country. It Jeez. it was just uh, boy, I can't wait till all those Syrians start glutting our public schools, <laughs> right, guys? You're speaking for Jordan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. that was my Jordanian accent. <laughs> it was good. Spot on. Uh, but the worst things are happening in... Um, right in our backyards. No, no, no. In, in North Korea, actually. Oh, shocker. Yeah. And it, it is a shock. It, it is not a shocker, obviously. Bill is being very sarcastic. But That's the comedy part of the comedy yeah, podcast. Yeah. So, my yeah. dripping sarcasm. I will wait for you for the laughter to die down before I continue. <laughs> no, I meant of that. Yeah, you better okay. wait a little longer. <laughs> I need a crickets and frog cue. Um, but the- oh, somebody wanted me to remind you to press record. And record. Welcome to the... No, <laughs> I was on it. I was on it. Thank you. Um, I'll get to some tweets in a bit. Um, the Hu- UN Human Rights Council just published a 372-page report where they interviewed hundreds of, of refugees from North Korea. I was about to say North Carolina. Um, <laughs> And chronicling Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il's uh, crimes against humanity, you know, there's just, there's government surveillance, there's torture, public execution, starvation, labor camps, rape, forced abortions, and they're all routinely con- imposed in the name of the state so that they can control the population through ignorance and fear and terrorism. Uh, it is, it, it's terrifying. Like, the, if you go online, the uh, Human Rights Watch published this documentary where they interviewed some of the, the uh, refugees. And the things that happen, are, you, you can't imagine. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 rape, torture, you know, prison camps. It's standard. It's, the details are frightening. Like one guy said, well, okay, every, no North Korean has not seen a public execution. Mm-hmm. And in the public executions, they, the family is forced to line up and watch their, their, mm-hmm. um, their, their loved, loved one. one be shot and they get shot in the face chest and stomach in that order and oh not simultaneously no and oh at least shoot them simultaneously so and then um then if any of those people if any of the family cries they get to they get sent to prison and will be executed as well so 
This is a super ignorant question from a total outsider. No, 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 this is this is why I have this part. How how does how does an oppressive government of fear, a fear based oppressive succeed? government, how does it get started? I understand how it succeeds because it succeeds because people are getting killed, and if you cry, you're going to jail. Right. So okay, you have the power. Right. But how does it get started? Where does it? Where does like for example Hitler's rise? Uh, his his party was able to actually bring some economic comfort to a. a a very depressed, economically depressed society. So right. then he was seen as a hero because of that. And because he was a hero, then right. anything he said started to go. And so he s- gradually said more and more extreme things. I think you just answered your question. Is that what happened in North Korea? Basically, yeah. I mean, the, the Kim Jong-il's father, he, um, he was a dictator. And, and, you know, I think you provide um, good things and then you create a common enemy. To the South Koreans were the common enemy. Mm-hmm. And so it polarizes everybody. And, and then you start to do things in the name of fighting this common enemy. Well, we're rife for that. We're totally polarized in this country, and everyone's terrified of, of uh, the economic situation. Sure, yeah. And, and so then you start blaming you know, um, immigrants, and then, you know, and then, or you start blaming South Korea for your, your poverty. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Korean War, and that polarizes them even more. And then after that, then you start imposing more totalitarian. Uh, uh, That's a crazy question, rules. and I'm sure, and it's different from situation to situation. But how much, in your in in your opinion, um, how much do you think that's planned out ahead of time in terms of we're seeing a vacuum? Let's let's provide just enough and also demonize um, a common enemy, so that ultimately we'll be able to do whatever the hell we want for the rest of our lives. I think, and how much do you think it is recognizing a need, seizing power, and then as the power continues, the power corrupts. I think, yeah, I think the power, the lust for power, is always there, but they come up with. There's lust for life. Yeah, different, a little different. There's got to be a lust for power tune out there, but we'll write it. We'll write it. But I think then they come up with innovative ways to control people. You know, we. Kim Jong Il, he had seven holes in one the first time he played golf. He's right. we, he, how could we ever be so great as him? And right. so the other thing that they have there is if somebody commits a crime, you can't. If, one of the things is you can't ask what the crime is, and you're just, you're sent to prison camps. Jesus. And then, um, and then it's a it's guilty by association. So three generations go. So someone's grandfather commits a crime. The grandchildren also go to prison camps. So these kids are sent in there at nine years old into these prison camps, forced into labor and forced starvation. Uh, one of the accounts, this woman said that they regularly were, they had to assume a position where they were on their knees holding their feet and they had to hold their mouths open. And then the soldiers would come up and spit in their mouths. And if they flinched or choked, then they were subject to beating. And it's just a regular, regular occurrence. Like that is, and this is, and, and that is state sanctioned. You know, they, these guards, if they don't do this, then their three generations of family get to sent to prison camps. Right. So it's, it's just this horrible cycle. And of course, so right now they're talking, they want Kim Jong-un to be accountable. Like he's, meanwhile, he's uh, like the, the, the ruling party They've spent $645 million on luxury expenditures, according to this thing. That's twice as much as what Kim Jong-il spent. 
So he's just living in the lap of luxury with morons like Dennis Rodman, drinking Crown Royal, you know, trying to get fancy cars snuck in. And meanwhile, the, everybody else is, you know. Spit in their mouths by... Yeah. And, and, and the they get the revenue through forced labor, through uh, counterfeiting money, U.S. dollars, and drug production. They're a huge meth, meth produ- uh, production hub. What's it, what international system is in place to hold them accountable? Well, the UN? The UN. And, of course, not, you know, they're going to try to hold them accountable, but they have no enforcing body. You know? I mean, UN forces, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Uh, so we're, we're kind of fucked. So if makes you're like... You, uh, makes you feel real bad about the nature of humanity, doesn't it? Sure, yeah. And so you know, when, if you're tweeting about how, like, stupid Donald Trump is and like me, you know, or, <laughs> uh, or yelling about net neutrality and how it's one of our nation's biggest threats. At least we have an internet to use and to voice this stuff on. So count your blessings. That's, I guess, my, the takeaway. And, you know. Now, so, how much do you think, how much, how much of, of the absurdity when it just gets just beyond amoral and just goes into a place that could never be justified? How much do you think of it is just a pure celebration of of power and 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 um oh i i think it's, or how much of do you think it is just complete fear of losing that power i think it's all tied into each other and and it's crazy it's what's weird is kim no, jong give me a percentage breakdown oh okay it's i would say 51% of the first one and okay. 49% uh, percent of the latter okay um i just want to put it all in context and kim jong un was was educated in the west you know he was educated so it's our in, fault well yeah, it is. It's just, and it gets back to my problem with education. The Swiss education system is corrupt. Um, no, he, he, that's where he was educated, but what a fucking moron. Um, so that's how we start every show. I rant about something. And last year, at the end of last year, I um, wrote, or I, I was talking about how racism still exists in this country. And it's not, and there, there are plenty of, of, of Examples of it, and I was citing them, and uh, and I think you know racism comes from power, and that's why I don't. I think that there's reverse discrimination to some degree, but it's not really re- reverse racism. Um, but so I had this long thing uh, that I went off about it, and then on the Smodco um, boards, somebody posted. A comment, and nobody ever posts a comment mm-hmm. uh, about it. So this is a, a guy in high school, and he's a, a white fellow. And I want you to read just the top one. The top one, yeah, yeah. Listen to the first part. Turn it off. You guys really need to dig a little before you report. Don't jump to conclusions based on one side newspaper article. He's trying to undermine our entire show. I know. That's- the fact is, black people weren't the only people in slavery at one time or another. Every race has been enslaved. The white colonists of Africa did not always capture them, but bought them from warring tribes, as you very well can do today. Yeah. This guy's not a fan of um, punctuation. No. The final thing is, reverse racists are just racists, and they are of every color. And I know that from experience. So learn before you speak. No, he just doesn't understand our show at all. I know. Well, there's no learning in the so show. Learn before you just speak. speaking. And also, your party has a long line of keeping the minorities down. What party is that? Uh, I think he's talking about Democrats. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm a member of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Look at your own state before you judge Florida. Ugh, oh, please. OJ, Rodney King, the race riots. Okay. OJ was a black man who got free. Right. <laughs> How is that a racist thing? Um, yeah. 
And then somebody else wrote a response that I would like. Um, our, uh, <laughs> My favorite sentence is the last one. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. This goes up there with such good reporting as when they said Iron Man was based off the founder of Amazon. Jeff Bezos is Iron Man. I did not know that was that was reported. And then somebody wrote a comment in support of, of hey, Iron Man was written in like the fifties. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Duh. He was born out of the Korean War, even. Yeah, yeah, it? totally. Um, and so we'll just hear this the second part. Yes, cousin, you are one hundred percent right. Our peeps, for one, in the blacks sold their own kids' wives, their own children's wives. <laughs> Families in slavery, though, were not captured and made to do what they done. They were bought and made to do what they were for. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens. Black pep say, look what you pep have done to us. Well, go all the way back to your great-great-great-grandfather, and ask him why he sold you for a dollar. He knew what he was selling you to, but that dollar meant more to him than you did. And it's just like buying a broom or gun, sweep the floor, and clean with it, not serve it breakfast in bed. That is our listenership. Thank you guys what for listening. What the hell did I just say? I, I don't know, but, and, but uh, James actually responded to these people on the boards and was very... Um, uh, insightful and witty about it um and by the way we love comments uh, <laughs> positive and negative even those yeah no absolutely and because truth is like the stuff i say at the beginning it's polarizing it's uninformed and it's all just like based on like 10 minutes of research i do while i'm drinking you know a bottle of wine on you know the night before so mm. um 10 minutes so, more research than i do it's amazing that we get only two negative right. comments <laughs> By the way, good morning, Emily. Hi, everybody. Uh, good afternoon, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, by the also, good morning to Darren and Jadelyn and Allison and Tyson and Mike O'Donohue, Yako. Uh, let's see, Jenny Marie. And uh, oh, Dan is um, he tweeted in Ash and everybody else listening and you know, who are on the Twitter at Nooner Dan Marty. Um, and also, we've got this this Kickstarter, not Kickstarter. Oops, I made a branding uh -oh. error. All of our money just disappeared. Yeah, uh, Indiegogo. Um, oh, and we do have a Tumblr that is manned by uh, Tyson and Darren. That's Tuesdays mornings at uh, Tumblr dot com. And said with such conviction, I need yeah. a booster seat. You do need a booster <laughs> seat. Oh, we need to, we need to get a kids mic for you. But we have the funds to right. do it now. I know we do. Segway. Thanks to you guys. Yeah. So we have this this Kickstarter going. It's going to go on for a, a long while. So bear with you us. Said Kickstarter we again. Oh shit! Indiegogo thing. It's going on for a long while. And there's some great prizes. You can go just look up Tuesdays morning at um, at uh, Indiegogo.com. That's the dog was just groaning. That was not me farting. <laughs> It was a dog, damn it. It was a dog. Uh, so, and we've got great uh, prizes and the response has been really good. Um, and I just want to give a couple shout outs. I sent out uh, one of the, the we, one of the premiums is, the basic premium is a shout out on the show. And I want to make sure to shout out however you want to be shout out. So I sent out an email to everybody who's given and um, oh, you can use nicknames and pet names. Yes, and Make nom de plumes. So if you haven't checked your email, um, check it. And you gave, check it, and then hit me back 
through that email and I will give you shouts out. First ones are, so we have... Oh, are these the, the inaugural... The inaugural the shout, inaugural shout Tuesday's morning shout out, Indiegogo shout outs? Yeah. Or do we have some sort of theme? Yeah, go. I've, it's not fair. <laughs> you know that you fail the rules of improv. You don't yeah, break not put your not don't put your partner on the spot. No, that's the fun of improv. Whatever. We went to different schools. Um, Make your partner look good, not give him the middle finger. Supporter of Merps or Smurps. Our first one. That's at the base level of. Do you have like a drum roll sound? Do you have anything? And go. Ah. Go, 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 Indiegogo, Indiegogo, you spent money, so we're going to say your name out loud. Yay! <laughs> oh, my God. Now I have to turn that into a sound cue. <laughs> I Thank don't you. know that you See, do. That that was good improv there. Thank she had like you. 10 minutes to think I, about I, I something. Did. While I, yeah. And I but have a song stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Um, if anybody wants to put that to music and send it to me, much appreciated. <laughs> put it to music. <laughs> Add supporting instruments, I should yeah, say. Okay. That's that's what I meant. Put a beat to it. Stop outsourcing your responsibilities in the show, Marty. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm just trying to get everybody involved. If anybody wants to come up with a one-sided political grant, uh, email it do. to me. Yes. So um, our first one is Our Lord and Savior, Aaron. Hmm. Thank you, Aaron. Lord and Savior. Yes. And uh, on our Merp mega fans, we have at Hoksu. H O K S U on the. Twitter. Not only do you get your name said, you get it spelled. Yeah, well, that one is you know that's not intuitive. Right. Haksu. So um, and that I believe is Yari. Thank you, Yari. And that's a mega fan, or is that a is this a different? This category? is a, a mega fan. Yeah. Uh, the first one was a supporter. So mega. Mega fan, great right, supporter. This now it's obvious. I've never gone to our Indiegogo page. The I sent. I even emailed you. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 I've been traveling. The. Uh, <laughs> So the mega fan and the and the supporting fan they both get shout outs, but the mega fan surely gets something else. Yeah, they get photos of what of you. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, again, it was all emailed and you signed. You guys all signed off on it. So right, we, yeah, and we're gonna sign those photos. At least I was here on time. <laughs> you were, and then James O'Leary, aka aka Larico from Ireland. Ooh, I didn't know we had an Irish listener. We have an Irish listener. Fashion Vigora. We have an Irish <laughs> listener. <laughs> Top um, of the morning to ye and your lucky charms. <laughs> They're magically delicious. Uh, Merp, me, a super fan, Yako Dane. I think that's what he sent me a, a link. There's a, a, a website that translates how to pronounce things in Danish. I'm not, uh, yeah, in Dutch. Sorry. I, in Dutch. <laughs> I'm so lame today. Um, I had a really rough, rough night. I, I, <laughs> it was luff? It was a luff right night. You just made fun of your own Asianness. That's. I have a luff night. I ate a steak yesterday, and I, I don't normally eat steaks, and it just kept me up all night. Just Red meat keeps you away? Yeah, like rare, rare red meat. Wow. I, I eat just, rare red meat daily. And, it just, and I love it. I only, that's how I like to eat it, but it just... You ever do it black and blue? I do do it black and blue. Mm, yes. Yeah, beat the shit out of your girlfriend. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's um. We were talking about beating children earlier. Anyway, oh, you missed it. Of course. You would have thought that was hilarious if we were here earlier. <laughs> uh, black and blue is when you get the the however your part, but uh, chart on the outside, super rare on the inside. Yeah, you get a, you get the surface super hot before placing the steak on it, so it really sears the outside. It's almost like doing seared tuna. It gets the outside nice and charcoal, and the inside's like purple. 
Yeah. Huh. Like Pataki. It's not I, I've had it done well and I've had it done poorly. It's not it not every place does it does it well. Sometimes it just becomes super chewy because it's not like cooked in the middle. Blah. But sometimes it when it's done when it's done nice, if it's the right cut of meat and they do it properly, it's it's special. Mm-hmm. And okay. so Yako will also get a t shirt. And then as a super fan. Super fan. Merp Stalker will get a show uh, dedicated to them. And so let us know if you want to be Let's interviewed. Encourage that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, if you want to interview, uh, be interviewed on the show, we'll get us your info. And well, I'll email you guys about that. Um, and our first one is Joe Harvey. And then we have the Merp Sugar Mama status or Sugar Daddy. Nah, let's keep it Sugar Mama. Well, in this case, it's Sugar Mama. And that's Louisa from oh, New Jersey. Is and this she's. Lou? What? Is this our Lou? Yeah, that's our, our Lou. Lou. Oh. Yeah. Lou. Thank Party you, Lou. Lou. And she said that she probably won't come to LA uh, and have lunch with us. But if ever we're in New York, we can have. She invited us for drinks. So thank nice. you so much, Lou. We will take you up on that. Well, Absolutely. it's a standing offer should you find yourself in Southern California for whatever reason yes. at any time. And the campaign will still go on. So if you want to be listed and get all the cool prizes, go to Indiegogo.com. I think and each, one of these, each one of these tiers needs some sort of theme song. I just think we're missing an opportunity here. Go. Guys. <laughs> At this point, you should expect I'm not it. doing all your work for you. I'm just telling you. You're not doing any work. Not. I don't think it should be an acapella theme. I think that's annoying. I, I think, think should, there should be an actual... He just said that you were annoying. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to take this outside. All right. I'll wait. Uh, no, no. We'll all wait. Uh, yeah. So I think we, we're going to use that Just theme a little song. bumper. I think no, there should I, just I be a bumper for I, each We're level. using that one. That was a great bumper. That was a great bumper, but they can't all be acapella. They're That's all going to be acapella. <laughs> at least have at least do barbershop or make them, you know, yeah. have some harmonies or some like. See, Jenny, a super fan, and then you have to do the church ending. A super fan, <laughs> Bobby McFerrin shit. All right, keep going. Yeah. Um, also, we could ask Tyson to set it to music. That's oh, what- please, Garage Band is for monkeys. It's easy as hell. Then I don't have an Apple, a Mac. Ah, now we've gotten to the true root of the problem. <laughs> no, but uh, Jenny Marie said, please, Tyson, send Emily's awesome Indiegogo song to music. <laughs> I agree, and that's why I'm going to favorite that tweet. <laughs> um, how are you, Emily? Welcome to the show. Thank What's you. new? Oh, God, I had a busy week, and I can't remember a damn thing about it now that I've sat down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of Shakespeare cat got sick. Um, potentially. Wait, what happened to Shakespeare? It got sick. Shakespeare, Shakespeare got the sick. cat got Shakespeare's sick. Shakespeare's ill. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing so hot. He's, I don't think he's going to be writing any more plays. It hasn't been doing well for five hundred. <laughs> By the way, Olivia, I, I feel for you in your uh, with your pet issues and. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't so, know she had any. I just knew she was drinking good bourbon. Um, she has a dog, a puppy. So, um, uh, good luck with that and. And then we'll, I still, we're going to hammer out the design. Do you guys want your faces on the t-shirts? I don't want my faces anymore. We might, we might do a faceless t-shirt, but we definitely love the, the logo design. Yeah, There's a reason why we're not a, a video we've got, we've got faces for radio? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not all as dashing as Bill. Stop. <laughs> He's the one who said, why wouldn't? My face be on the t-shirt. My face is already on a bunch of t-shirts. I don't see what the problem yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? A- um, okay. So what what play are you doing? No, I'm gearing up. We're gearing up for uh, two seasons. 
both theatrical and comic. I'm in mm-hmm. Kingsman. I'm going to try to get roles in those. So wish me luck. I wish, I wish thee luck. And, uh, and and I'm helping helping a friend. I'm doing a lot of script consulting on a screenplay, which I'm really excited about. I bet you'd be good at that. I'm really fucking good at that. And uh, they're they they're like, oh, man. send your scripts to Emily. Yeah, I will. I will consult the hell out of them. And they're ta- they're like, oh man, we want to make this. We want to make this. We really want to make this. We want you to direct it. And I would be. I could direct the hell out of it mm. as well. However, they're both of these guys. This is a common thing. In Hollywood, where you find these people with enormous ideas, but absolutely no resources or, or ambition, practical problem-solving skills. problem-solving skills to get it made. So right. I said, absolutely, I'll direct it. Put me on your payroll now. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're re- like really good guys, and they have some connections to money. So you'd think it'd be easy, but like even if you have the money, if you lack the, the wherewithal, the, yeah, the worldliness, experience, to get it done, the contacts, yeah. the Rolodex. Then there's a whole lot of... Have you directed before? Yes. I actually went to school for writing and directing. Oh, well, that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hire me and Bill. Yeah. You're long overdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of it is that they, they, you know, they've written this for themselves and they you know, just see themselves as the characters. And when you do that, you get that, you get that thing where the, the heroes would make better villains because they're sort of unstoppable. And I was right. like, okay, so in the first episode, I'm going to break your leg and I'm not going <laughs> to give you any weapons. How's that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but it's been, that's been a hell of a lot of fun. I would like to do that. Uh, Is this for a web series then? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Did you see that, uh, that web series uh, creator who tra- who's trying to sue Spike Jones? Yeah, well, her? yeah, that's... Um, oh, it's on your list? Yeah, no, no, we can get to that right now. Yeah, so, so there's a, a guy out of New York... Who or you want to talk? Well, I I I just read the uh, article a couple of days ago. He apparently pitched at CAA. He pitched was a major um, agency uh, talent talent agency out here. He pitched an idea um, to number A listers, and he's claiming that um, Spike Jones is her is a ripoff of that original idea, and he's suing. Um, and his idea is now being produced as a web series, and it's a screwball comedy about uh, uh, having an app that's your wingman for when you go out and hit on chicks. It's called The Belv Show. B-E-L-V Show. And it shares... Did you watch the, the show? I watched the trailer. And it looked abysmal. Poorly shot, not funny. Um, lowest common denominator jokes. Like you could hear the canned laughter. Oh, <laughs> Even though there wasn't any. It was just, it was awful. And to think that he has anything in common with I mean, Spike it, Jones's like, Eastern a, philosophy, a, existential. It's a male voice, <laughs> yeah. you know. At, so it's a this buddy. Male guy. The app is it's a buddy that helps you hit right. on girls. It's a wingman. The only thing that ha- ha- it has in common is it's that a he, device. Is that he keeps the device in his pocket, like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is. It's the only thing that he has in common. Yeah. And I mean, this happens all the time when successful movies happen. Mm. And it it gets back to what you you said. Like ideas are cheap. Like you can we can come up and bang out like ten movies right now and go. Uh, there's a a podcast that gets sent into space. One. Um, there's a a dog that um is a a, a shiatsu specialist uh, who uh, ends up becoming. Um, is it at least a shitsu shiatsu? That's what it's called. Two. All right. Um, <laughs> then. 
etc. It's not as fun as it does it look. No, it is it? fun. We can still go. Emily, you could do one. What? What am I doing? Podcast? You're just pitching a, a movie idea. Oh, a movie idea. Okay. Uh, a, a woman climbs up a mountain and finds that there's a lost civilization that has been untouched by man. Oh, right. please. That, I'm not counting that one. No, that, you cannot. But they're from space, Bill. They're from space, Bill. <laughs> Maybe if they're from space. Yeah. Um, Bill, go. No. Bill. Oh, my God. You, you are away. the worst. Any okay, game. there's a guy who's not his friend's monkey, so he doesn't do what they tell him to do because he's not a fucking monkey. Okay, that's a good one. See, I would rather I would rather he was a monkey. <laughs> Bill, can we we work? I'm this? sure a lot yeah. of people would rather you know, I was a monkey. <laughs> yeah, let's make it. But monkey. I'm not a monkey. Okay, I America, I'm not a monkey. A chimpanzee. A primate Although of some sort. I do like your pronunciation of chimpanzee. <laughs> a three-toed sloth. So, obviously, you Although know, I'm a big I mean, orangutan fan take... myself. Yeah, particularly I like, I like particularly human, aren't they? Yeah. You can make that idea and spider monkey. A baby gorilla. A, a good writer can turn <laughs> a pretty mediocre idea into something really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you said, if I just pitched you, oh, somebody has a love affair with a computer program, you'd be like, meh. Right. But if it was written well, the only reason I went to see her was that it was behind Spike. Spike Jones was behind it, right? And I trust his mind. It's the only reason I don't. I didn't. I, I'm not that fascinated by technology. I didn't like any of the core cast. And you don't have a, a heart. Yeah. Yeah. No. So totally dead I think inside. it's fair to say that any logline you pitch always sounds stupid. Yes. Like and, every and single logline sounds stupid. I worked, I worked in, for five years in development. And, you know, you have to write a logline for every script you cover. Mm-hmm. And they all sound stupid. They all sound stupid. <laughs> like the best movie in the world. Like what's, what's your favorite movie, Bill? Casablanca. Casablanca. Okay. Oh, God. That logline? Yeah, that's going to be a tankaroo. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. It's a, it's what would the logline for Casablanca be? It's hard, to, it's hard to simplify it because there's the ex-girlfriend like, angle, there's the Nazi angle, there's, there's the, the revolution there's angle. There's intricacies, too. But it's in Morocco. Okay, but during World War like, II. Yeah. A, a World War II bar excuse owner. Excuse me. Hold on. Hold on. No, yes. mine was better. Now he wants to be a monkey. Now yeah. he wants right, to be no, a monkey. No, I'm not being a monkey. I'm just being better. Because <laughs> you're, you're setting yourself up for too long a sentence if you no, say during I, World War II. But if you no. say a bar, a, a World War II, a bar owner in World War II, you've, you've, no. you're using yes, less Actually, words. Actually, that sounds pretty cool. A bar owner in World War II, you already got, you've already got me. That one, that is <laughs> All right, there you go. See, I'm there you go. Bartender in World but War II. But you could, it could sound. Bar owner. He's not a bartender. Shaggy. Bar owner, right. Shut the fuck up. It works. I'm changing my dog's name to Shecky. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so any schmuck can make, can say that they did, they came up with the idea. And, and it probably will sound stupid. And it will yeah. probably, but also, the thing is, uh, Spike Jones did it. You know, like this, these guys didn't do it. They didn't make the movie. And also, he, they didn't steal it. Cause here's what, what they say. This is, uh, Sack and God and Jonathan Sender. They claim that the idea for her was ripped off from them. A screenplay they wrote years ago. They said that um, they pitched it to CAA, which also represents Spike Jones and um, Creative Artists Agency. Right. And according to TMZ, CAA told the pair that the company does not accept unsolicited scripts. Mm-hmm. So that could mean that they called an assistant or they called the switchboard and said, mm-hmm. hey, we have a script and it's about a computer that. Is your wingman. It doesn't mean that anyone ever saw it. It doesn't mean anyone ever saw it, heard it, read it. In fact, it probably doesn't. If they, say, doesn't. We do, if they say we do not accept unsolicited scripts, that means don't send us your script. Right. <laughs> You've been forewarned. Yeah. Right. 
And so, you know, um, and Darren points out that ideas can't be copyrighted. Scripts have to be copyrighted. And, mm. and so um, that there are cases where that has happened, as was the case with the Coming to America um, uh, movie where Art Buckwald had um, originally pitched the idea and, and he did get awarded money. So there are cases oh, where where people do steal ideas, and so if somebody, so if we pitched something on this show, if Spike Jones took the uh, lost civilization from space on a mountain idea, I, I don't think that's the one he's going to take. Ah, but would you have taken Man <laughs> Falls in Love with His Fucking Computer? <laughs> if I were Spike Jones, yes. <laughs> so let's say he takes that right, and he makes a movie out of it. I still can't sue just because it was an idea, right? Yeah, I mean, I okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead, okay. Mr. Jones. Let's okay. see what you can do with it. <laughs> Gauntlet dropped. Yeah. Okay, here's what Darren says. Bar ro- uh, bar owner runs into his ex-girlfriend. Hilarity ensues. Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the, hey, It's got to be one line. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there was a colon Dash. There. Yeah, right. Dash. Ensues, <laughs> Nazis. Colon, yeah. Nazis. I did take a screenwriting class at uh, Los Angeles Community College. A pretty, I had to. A pretty decent one. <laughs> I and uh, and one of the uh, first things we got was a sheet, a, a, a full sheet of log lines of some of the most famous and successful movies, just to get you in the mm-hmm. mindset of simplifying your idea. Mm-hmm. And none of them sounded like movies I wanted to see. And it was like Star Wars, Raiders, The Lost Ark, uh, Wizard of Oz. Like this, it's just, it sounds I, annoying. I, yeah. I remember it really annoying <laughs> the trailer for Star Wars in the movie theater, and there's this like God, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like this orange hairy thing like going everybody in the movie theater laughed at the at the trailer like wow. it was just looked so bad and looked so stupid and you know Luke Skywalker Mark Hamill is so not good in that performance mm-hmm. as an actor and but he's better in that than the other two and and yet it's we all loved it you know mm-hmm. so. I'm not surprised I'm not surprised you cracked up at Star. I mean, you could make an amazing trailer out of that, but right. I can imagine just seeing that shit for the first time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Even so the nerds are snickering. space, but it was a long time ago, so that's already kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So it's better than what we have, but it was ages ago. Okay, so they have guns. I'm going to go back and watch Star Trek and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they have guns, but everybody's fighting with space. Space swords instead of just shooting each other. That's dumb. Oh God, I never even thought about how dumb that is. Just, well, but look at you guys having a no, sword only fight. Jedis, only Jedi's only Jedi's use, use lightsabers, and they can sure. block those. That's right, and they can deflect them with their laser swords once yeah. in one sequence, and then it's dumb after that. Yeah. Well, no, but they, they're trained to do that. That's that's their thing. That's what they do. Yeah. God, I wish the new ones were cool. Well, said every nerd everywhere. Yeah, they, they've. <laughs> They've finished casting. They're ready oh, that's to... right. They're doing entirely new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be... I, I think it'll be good. You know? Is George Lucas anywhere near it? I'm sure they've consulted with him. I mean, they... Would he be... did go back and hire the original screenwriter for... Um, not the original screenwriter, that's Lee Brackett, but the guy who brought Larry home. Larry Kasdan. Larry Kasdan, yeah. And um, also wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. And working oh, with J.J. Abrams. I have enjoyed his work. I have been frustrated by his work. That's yeah, like the first. I like his sandbox. I wish she played. I wish she had cooler toys in them. Yeah, I remember the first. Or I wish she did cooler things with the toys in his sandbox. Hang on, let me work on this one. We'll wait. Okay, so there's a guy with a sandbox. 
Okay. Uh-huh. And the theme song is Sandbox, Sandbox, I'm in a Sandbox. Security. <laughs> um, go, okay, go on. Uh, I, I, he has these worlds that excite me, and then shit goes on in them that frustrates the hell out of me and doesn't make sense. Yeah, the first season of Lost, I've never seen anything like it. I've the first season of Lost is so one of the excited. greatest, greatest yeah. seasons of television I've ever seen in my life. Me but too. it set itself up for the biggest fall because you're like, this is so amazing. How does it make sense? Oh, it doesn't right. at all. Right. But if and he had, had a watch vision for seven it, fucking years, they if he had a vision a... for it from the beginning, then it would have it it, it would have paid they, off. They, they just did, didn't though. It blows my mind that you can start like you can cast and film and have all this money behind something and still not know what the fuck you're doing with right. it. Like that's bizarre to me. Yeah. Like you know, it, I'm gonna say something really pretentious. Oh, do it, do it. We that's... need a pretentious sting for Emily. Can okay. we get a pretentious sting? Um, <laughs> but you know, you watch the BBC. Put that to music. And they know where they're going because they like their series are finite. It's like they start. You can tell from the very first episode, like Doctor Who film, that they know where they're going by the end of it. Exactly. You know? No, it's true. And they have fewer. Um, they have fewer shorter episodes to episode. do. Yeah, shorter yeah. seasons. Like yeah, like Sherlock has been great. It's three movies. Three movies and very smart writers. We're 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 headed towards that now with True Detective true, and absolutely uh, Under the Dome and Under the Dome is not. A finite series. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was a two-season thing. But True Detective is? Well, it has to be when it has stars that big. Right. Every season is finite. That's the whole point. They're doing that sort of um, American Horror Stories thing where each season is an entire That's another example? Yeah, but American Horror Stories... That's too bad. I haven't watched it. I really like the idea of of a horror serial. Yeah, they're um, they're doing one on... Horror. Horror. They're doing one on the Showtime. (laughs) Oh, Russia owns Showtime now? No, they're doing horror. You said the Showtime. Never mind. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, it's, you should have said it's Showtime is a Soviet state. Oh, sorry. My fault for not having a better joke. Jesus yep. Christ. Have you, I thought, but I also think J.J. Abrams, um, I don't think he honors, I don't think he honors his material. I think he has, he has the greatest toys on the block. He doesn't do, I thought the second Star Trek could have oh, been God, amazing. Oh, God, that was awful. It could have been Benedict Cumberbatch was a great villain. I even like how they introduced him and how, you know, they sort of had a reveal that everybody knew was coming anyway. But there's... It was, he, rev- he, it was a does, reveal to me that we weren't supposed to know. Who he was. He, that was the reveal. He does me. things that he, he hasn't earned. Like, he, he, it's his second Star Trek film and he's basically reshooting sequences from Wrath of Khan, which is one of the greatest Star Trek films of all time. You haven't earned it yet, buddy. And, and also the relationship between Spock and Kirk hadn't been earned yet it wasn't it wasn't there was no emotional impact to that because they were they they were enemies at one point in that movie they didn't have this the thing the thing that made star trek wrath of khan so powerful was that you'd you'd spent decades with these two people as best friends with this long history and one of them was dying in this movie it was cheap they didn't like each other they were bickering then suddenly there's tears over a death that you know is going to be undone by some cheap triple gag it's just like it's not it's surface it's fluff yeah, and it's well, fun fluff. Here's the, the. It wasn't even fun but the, fluff. There isn't. There isn't. When there's he doesn't have, behind it. It's not. Fun. He doesn't it, like Lost. He doesn't have the weight and the depth of a vision behind what he's doing. He's just like, this will be cool, mm-hmm. and these actors are great. But the but di- his superficiality the is, is so good. Yeah, you know, like how super. But like, the, 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 the stuff is so mm-hmm. attractive. The difference is, it, it's he's, it's some not a, a franchise that he created. So he's mm-hmm. coming on, and so he has to honor it. And make it his own, which was very difficult to do. Yeah, but you shouldn't have done Khan in the second movie. I mean, I understand it he's is trying a second to, movie, right? But it was after a long 
a, a television series that had come and gone and years had passed and, and mm-hmm. fans were groveling for something extraordinary. And multiple iterations of that series had come and gone already. I don't think so. By the time Khan come? Wait, which con? The original the, or uh, the Abrams? original? Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we were talking about the Abrams one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but I absolutely agree with you that, but like, con was so, like the original con was just it, the timing when it came out was perfect, mm-hmm. and it needed to, and it had that gravitas, and everything played because of what had come. There's before. no gravitas in JJ Abrams' yeah. work. Yeah, and it's it's. Um, yeah, I would say that that's fair, but. You know, it's, enter- it's pulpy entertainment, but, which is I, maybe what he's setting out to I, do. I think that that is a valid form of entertainment. So do I. So do I. But so, if you have a premise like Lost, which you're, where you're trying to do something much, much deeper, and you don't have the skill set because you're, you're a pulpy entertainment guy, then you get six unwatchable seasons of meandering bullshit. I, had to, I stopped watching it. I chewed my way through season two, and I... Stop. It, it does get better. It does get better in the later seasons, but then at the end, uh, Tyson says he watched every episode and it made sense to him. Well, you watched every episode and it made sense to me. <laughs> Where's our pretentious sting for uh, yeah. Tyson? <laughs> oh, Tyson, that was said with love, snob. Yeah. No, um, I don't think it might have made sense, but it was very circuitous and it was not planned out. I yeah. would say. Yeah, there was nothing behind it. It was like a it was like a flimsy Hollywood set. So Jeff yeah. wants to know if we watched uh, House of Cards, the second season? Nope. Didn't watch the first. Watch the first yeah. I haven't watched oh. the first yet. It's on I'll the list. get to it, I guess. I'm not a huge Kevin Spacey fan. Oh, I do like him. Yeah. I like the hell out of him. I think he's really talented, um, but I, I don't know. I just don't love him. I think... I did, did you see the Bobby Darren movie? Mm. That, uh, oh, the shark has pearly teeth, dear. And he shows them pearly white. Okay. Zing. Um, but, you know, he took that role, whatever, 15 years older than when Bobby Darren died, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it just seemed. Well, shame on him. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, like, he, he's a really great mimic, he's a really great actor, and he wanted. It was a labor of love, but it was, seemed just self indulgent. Oh. Did he direct it? Um, I'm sure someone will correct think, me. But I I'm think he was the executive yes. producer. I don't know. And I think he directed it. Let's just make. Let's it just up. say yes, yeah, so we can yeah. hate him even more. God damn that guy! Um, he's uh, the uh, he's the artistic director of the uh, old Vic or the new Vic in London or Trader Vic or Trader Vic's in London. That's that's pretty remarkable. I mean, he's an American. Uh, he wrote and directed it. <laughs> he co-wrote Beyond the Sea and, and directed it. Oh, wow. And it was a stinker. Well, I don't know. I didn't see it. It just didn't interest me. I, I, most biopics don't interest me. Yeah. Um, and then there were, there were a couple other questions. And Amy Elizabeth, I don't think is listening, but she says, if Emily is there... <laughs> this is perfect. We have a question from someone not listening. No, That's great. Well, no this will. is good because we give... She we, will listen We speak to about... Stuff that we don't know anything no, about. Somebody who's not listening live. This is someone who gets our style. If Emily is there, love game Wolf Among Us. Is there a game called Wolf Among Us? Is it that card game where one of you is a werewolf? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's what she's talking about. Oh. Go on. Okay. And want to start reading fables. 
Should I? S- oh, Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us is the uh, is the uh, yeah 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 yeah. That's a, it's the it's the it's the spinoff of Fables uh, about Bigby Wolf. Okay, sorry. Okay, continue. And she wants to know: Should I start at the beginning or somewhere else? Beginning. In run? Oh, do not. There we go. Do not. But if okay, to be fair, if you ask me that about anything in the world, I will say start at the beginning. Beginning. Because Fables, unlike Lost, knows where it's going from. from Take that, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> knows where it's going from the first issue. Uh, Are we in the mail sack or was that a no, tweet? No, no, that, that was a tweet. Oh, okay. was a tweet. I was going to say. We're I in the tweet sack. A bumper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think the show needs more bumpers, that's all. Yeah. I just want to see Marty get more stressed out with the buttons he has to push while he's oh. trying you to. You guys <laughs> don't get to enjoy it, but it's a delight for the two of us. Right. <laughs> Tyson says Into Darkness was first contact. Spacey. Zing. Con, wasn't he? Zing. Zing. That would have been okay. Like, what if he did that? Ooh. J.J. Abrams, Retro Script Consulting. What if he made, what if he made Into Darkness? Yeah, the first contact with Khan, like they had, like they had in the in the series where they mm-hmm. first bumped into Khan and they figured out that he was like this terrible warlord. That would have been interesting, and then you could have built and let the fans get really excited about when the wrath of Khan actually comes, and we could have had more Benedict Cumberbatch. What were you thinking? <laughs> where was I, J.J.? Where was I when you were doing this nonsense? Hello, Hollywood. Emily, we present to you Emily. <laughs> yes. She will fix everything. Here to fix your silliness. Uh, aren't you writing a novel again? I am writing a novel again. And um, again? Where, how, Pretentious uh, thing. How... I thought you said pretentious thing. It's like it's interesting in a pretentious <laughs> way. <laughs> well, that's pretentious thing. Pretentious thing, go on. All right, new hashtag. Hashtag pretentious pretentious thing. Um, so how's your pretentious guys? Your pretentious guys, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a a version of my own life from age ten to fifteen, but in Shakespearean language. But it's a musical. Oh, this sounds so pretentious thing. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be my shirt. Like the the Emily Murps shirt is gonna oh. have that's pretentious thing. <laughs> so, is it what genre of novel is it? It's just a drama, and I was going to so I historical did, drama, historical no, fiction. No, it's 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 it's, it's literature. It is literature. It's going to oh, be interesting, <laughs> pretentious thing. I so I've been trying to be like really uh, professional about it. You what know? page are you on? One hundred and seventy. Oh yeah. my God! You're halfway there. Uh, as wow. soon as you hit, you know, three hundred forty, you stop. Yep. <laughs> right. No matter where you are in the story, because what are you're you, going Tolstoy? J- <laughs> you're going J.J. <laughs> yeah. Abrams. Who do you think you are? <laughs> um, and I'm trying to, like, you know, wake up at a decent hour and you know just work on it solid for about at least four or five hours. And wow, I, that's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It's really exciting. I was going to do it yesterday, but yesterday was scuttled by kitty illness, and so I didn't uh. get a damn thing done. That cat has been sick a lot. He has a chronic illness, which is really that difficult explains to it. Deal with. It's really difficult to deal with when you're very, very poor. And it's, it's when we get to the sentimental saccharine part of the show, I'll tell you about some harsh decisions I'm going to have to make. But uh, sentimental saccharine stinger, go. <laughs> when we talk about our pets, no, that's that's the Star Trek theme. <laughs> uh. If you get to a certain point in the show, you don't even have to ask. Bill just becomes a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Howling monkey. I like to be be my own monkey. I am am my own monkey. He's beating his chest like a chimpanzee. (laughs) I am my own monkey. monkey. Um, um, But thanks for asking about my novel. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, we're mocking out. you about your cat, and it's. <laughs> are there are there, are there inspirations uh, writers who who are you ripping off? Yeah, who are you, you ripping off? You know my favorite. Like I have my favorite sort of pretentious writers that I absolutely love. Like I love the Russians. I love um, I love Dostoevsky. I know it's I know it's stereotypical pretentiousness to love Dostoevsky, but I do. But when it comes to actual writing style, I really love P.G. Woodhouse. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't love the wittiness? It's like, it's like oh, I just finished listening to Cabin Pressure, and it made me think of P.G. Woodhouse. I gotta I gotta listen to that. But it's like I'm I'm. I'm writing this, I'm trying to write like this really gritty novel and I'm trying to be all like grown up and dark and pretentious about it. And then I have like this PG Woodhouse writing style. <laughs> so it's like completely undermining every single scene that I'm trying oh, to do. Oh, but you know what? I think you have to like, that's your, you have to put humor in there. That, that, that makes drama, that punctuates drama more. You know? I hope so. I mean, uh, that's just my writing style is to sort of be I'm a little also, bit wry and ironic. You haven't <laughs> suffered the way the Russians have, so yeah, you, you don't have true. the right. You haven't earned the right to be all dark and yeah, dismal. That's right. <laughs> uh, I haven't been as depressed as I could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. I need to, the to cat. sow potatoes <laughs> yeah. on a stone cold right. ground. And, you, and meanwhile, you're just like, eat rocks you don't know the pain I felt. I have to take my cat into the vet. <laughs> Catheter in her paw. <laughs> oh, you need a new vet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Did you read the? Did you read a much young adult novels? No, even when I was a young adult, I could. Because you're you're just like I'm, I'm reading War and Peace. Pretentiousing. Because <laughs> <laughs> there there's that that book, The Stars in Our Eyes. Did you have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. There's a, a writer Sounds named familiar. John Green, and he wrote. Like um, searching for Alaska, paper towns, it, it, but he's he sort of blew up in the late '90s, I think. As and and he has a great blog that people watch, and um, and he's he's a very smart, funny writer, but about sort of serious sort of coming of age things. So this one is a cancer melodrama kind of, and they just turned it into a movie that's coming out in the spring. And this I was, is stars in our eyes. Stars in our eyes, yeah, with. Uh, Girl from the Descendants, Shailene. Shailene Woodley? Woodley, yeah. And uh, you didn't see the Descendants? I didn't either. I still have the screener, but I haven't watched it. It's really good. Um, I don't love George Clooney. He's great in it. He's a fantastic in it. So, what's the... I wish George Clooney was a friend. That's what I think when I watch him. I always think... Why are you, he must be like, great to hang out with. He must be great to hang out with. But it's like when I see him on the screen, I, I don't really believe that he's a character. Yeah, he's got an utter lack of gravitas on the scene, but he does seem fun. Michael he Clayton. He's like the nicest I think he's guy. Great Michael Clayton. I thought he was terrible in Michael Clayton. Well, that's where you and I did. I thought Michael that's Clayton the only the where you was terrible. Oh, it's such a good movie. I didn't think so. I loved uh, uh, Tom Wilkinson in it. I thought he was incredible. That was pretentious. To love Tom Wilkinson? That's not pretentious. Just because you were in a movie with him doesn't I didn't bring that up. But that would have been pretentious. Then. That was the fact that you didn't bring if it I up. I had said is my so good friend Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy. The fact that you Tommy hang out there in the subtext. T-dubs. Subtext is pretentious, Bill. <laughs> By the way, speaking you of... You create your own subtext, so you're looking in a mirror when you see that pretension. <laughs> By the way, Indiegogo is also doing uh, a campaign to finish Bill's movie. That's and not it's, true. It is true. Is it? Yeah. How come I don't know about that? Well, you should be... Oh wait, what? what which movie? Was, I'm involved in many projects. <laughs> I have a lot. Going oh, you're on. talking about Jenny's wedding? Yeah, yeah. Your movie. You're right. Jenny's wedding, otherwise known as Bill's wedding. 
Um, yes, I did see that. I haven't actually looked further into it. And I do know some of the proceeds are going to LGBT. Um, Very small amounts of money. Right. Uh, um, they're trying to get $150,000. They've got 39 days to go. Right now, they are at $18,808. This is the film that was shot in Cleveland, starring yes. Tom Wilkinson, Catherine Heigl, uh, Alexis Bledel, and some famous chick's daughter. Meryl Streep's kid, I think. <laughs> She's Something kid. like that. Gummer. And the great Sam McMurray. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's the, the uh, she's got two daughters, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but one one of them's. I mean, I've seen one of them in something, and she was great. Uh, yeah. So, I guess five percent of your your thing, your it's donations. Not my thing. It's your thing. Your name <laughs> is going to be above the title. Trust me. It's going to the <laughs> Cleveland chapter of P Flag. Actually, speaking of which, name in the title is hilar- hilarious. Um, I sub- I self submitted a credit on IMDb for that Ouija horror movie that I shot mm-hmm. at the end of last year. Um, and and it went up on IMDb because I was in the film, so it's legit. Although I still can't get my Jersey Boys credit for some reason. But anyway, IMDb, if you don't use the Internet Movie Database, and it, it lists sorry, an actors. That? Internet Movie Database. Nope. IMDb. And it, it's, that's for the listeners because I respect them. Uh, and it, uh, lists, it lists an actor's <laughs> credits. Um, and then right after I posted, I got that credit posted. An article came out on Ouija's release date. And it said, and it said, the film stars, and it just listed everyone who was credited at IMDb. So I was like, listed as one of the film stars. And I have like two lines. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome. It's your movie. Yeah, that, that one is my movie. Uh, it's also your top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. And you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet no, Smod, Radio Smod Network. Smodco Internet. Smodco Internet. Saying it wrong. Smodco Internet Radio Network. <laughs> I'm like um, interrupting the bumper. <laughs> it's right. But I didn't well. miss a beat. <laughs> Oh, Don't we have a stinger for that? Isn't there like a... Really You're just getting to it now? Well, you asked for it, so I gave it to you. I asked for nine other stingers, and I got put on the spot. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be such a baby about it. <laughs> <laughs> baby stinger, go. Uh, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not the fault in our eyes. It's the fault in our stars. I'm such a moron. <laughs> And uh, Mike says that you're a damn dirty ape, not a monkey. Ah, oh. uh, thank you, and thank you for the Charlton Heston reference. Yeah, and those always make our morning bright. <laughs> uh, fault in our stars. I said it wrong. So anyhow, it's a really good. Did you say book. a star among us? No, I said the f- stars in our eyes or something. Like that. But the fault in our stars. Uh, it's, that I have heard of actually. <laughs> it's about a girl who has cancer who falls in love with a boy at a cancer support meeting, and. See, um, terrible logline. That sounds <laughs> awful. Yeah, I'm not it does watch sound that. awful. And it's very... An uplifting story of not going to watch it. <laughs> the heartwarming tit, not going to watch it. And it's yeah. a very uh, enjoyable book because it's like the characters always say the wittiest thing at the perfect time. You at know? the darkest moments. At the darkest moments, too. And so... Some that's pe- realistic. Well, that's why people In a way hate it. Is. But right. some people... Criticize it because it's like nobody talks like that. Nobody's no, that. Nobody's right. that sharp. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I criticized it, but but in real reality, I don't care. Real reality. Real reality. But also, I hated Juno. There's that moment. Good for you. Well, there there's some things that you like because you think, I wish I would say that in that situation. So it's just a little. I don't like cupcakes. Real. You know, it's like things don't right. have to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, my own thing. I want. Okay, ten things you like. Go. <laughs> Uh, fuck you! I'm not going to name them. I don't like things. I can name one thing I don't like, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Seriously, though, I didn't like Juno because no one talks like that. Well, but then look, Catcher in the Rye, nobody talks like that. I'm fine with hyper reality or, yeah. or sort of uh, reality it, as fantasy. You just or, have to. Have I to like the Breakfast Club, which was hyper reality, but I hated Juno. So, so yeah, why? Is it because Ellen Page is gay, Bill? Yeah, Bill hates. Gay. I He's, hate dykes. He's been. It's been well Bill established. Bill dykes. We could do pull, not contribute to Jenny's wedding and its dikey themes of dikiness. We could pull like twenty minutes of you from the show, and it would just sound like you're just at the most bigoted. bigoted but you could. I could pull twenty minutes from the show of any one of you and no. make you look like something you're nope. not. Yeah. But but you, it would specifically be anti. I'm actually, usually doing it in a dumb you voice. Have I to know. Edit me to make me but look usually. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like Catcher in the Rye is. Is exactly that. Like, I think the issue with Juno, and I, d- I do, I do really enjoy Ellen Page actually, uh, and commend her for coming out. And I still think she's gorgeous. I don't care what any of you say. Um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. And I even like Michael Sarah, who can only do the one thing. Um, and yet he doesn't just do the only one. Thing. I've only ever seen him do the one thing. Um, he, did you see the, the one with the going to hell thing? No. no. Uh, what the problem with Juno was? I, in every speech that every actor said, I just felt script pages oh, passing before yeah. my eyes. Like, it felt written. And it, I don't think it was the actor's fault. I think it was just very overly written. I think it might have, it might have worked great as a novel or a short story because it, it, it's, you can't just take whatever's in quotes in a novel and make that your dialogue in a movie. Right. Um, and that's what that felt like. Uh, apparently, we aren't recording. Are we are we experiencing technical difficulties? Ladies and gentlemen, it's five minutes after the hour and we're experiencing <laughs> technical difficulties on the smart uh, code. Apparently Marty's double we, laptoping it. Yeah. Apparently we just lost the um the feed and um we will And uh, we lost the plot about twenty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Some point maybe Why the two will here? sync up. <laughs> We're getting the we're getting the carry on carry on. No, I'm not a monkey. I'm going to sit here in silence until this is figured out. Oh. Somebody else's problem. I'll sit here by myself and um. Or better yet, tell me about your dying cat. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Or are you going to so kill it because you're broke? Uh, I'm not going. I I you know that's an issue. The potentially putting him up for adoption is an issue, and it's all really breaking my heart and making life unbearable. At the What's moment. the cat's name? Jeeves. Because I love PG. <laughs> I mean, it's not an issue. Luckily, luckily, what happened yesterday, I was able to um, sort of skirt around the. Uh, he he pulled through, but every single time it happens, it's it's he gets he gets urinary tract infection infections, and if he blocks, then I have to take him in for surgery, which costs upwards of twenty five hundred dollars. Right. And once that once he goes under the knife once, it's very likely that it will happen again within the week. And have to go under the knife again. So it's what about a catheter? Well, that's what they do. They put a catheter in, him, but he can't live with a catheter in him. Why not? Uh, people can. Cats can do what people. If the internet's taught me anything, it's that cats can do what people can do, <laughs> and can be much cuter about it. <laughs> um, well, the other option is to uh, maybe. Have his penis removed? Got it. Is the other option, but that costs five thousand dollars and wow. increases the likelihood of infections. So it's like, and you got a dickless cat. Yeah. Well, yeah. You already took his balls off, right? Yep. I give the guy a break. I know, but it's either you know, 
I, I just I don't know what to do because it's right. that amount of expense is pretty astronomical even if you're well off. And what do you have right. to do right now? Right now, is he on medication? Uh, yeah, right now he's on medication and he's not. But that was the other thing is that they wouldn't let me like it's chronic, so I know what happens. I know I know it very well. But the doctors won't give me medication unless they get to do a checkup, which costs seventy dollars. And it's like right. I have seventy dollars. Period. Right now, right, right. I can't have him have a checkup and then spend seventy dollars on the medication. But they refuse to give me the medication. Okay, the we're doing a new Indiegogo to save your cat. Yeah, no. I know. Um, so, and it's just it's it's weird the idea of putting a price on life because that's the the truth of it like Mm -hmm. i um and also there's the quality of life issue right but his it's like it's his quality of life is fine because this happens to him you know sometimes it's once a month and then there are periods where it's once every three months or four months but it's it's ongoing but those months while he's fine he's fine it's not like his quality of life is low or anything but it's gets the infection and all of a sudden, it's immediate. His life is suddenly in danger if he blocks, you know. And and I, you know, when it's that much money, it's it's like at the hint of maybe he's in danger of a blockage, I immediately panic because my mind immediately goes to the $2,500. And, and then I have to, you know, spend three days in suspense of is this going to be me running into the vets and doing what I can. But you know. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to this podcast. Smod Coast Morning Show. Smod eight, eight. If you're just tuning in, we're not it's sure a, what our show is called. It's a comedy podcast. Yeah. And uh, we're bringing the yucks fast and hard. You're welcome. Uh, but I was trying to get at earlier, was was there a coming-of-age novel that you read as a teen? And, I did read Judy Bloom. And which read like, Judy Bloom. And which ones like were sort of iconic for you guys? Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Super there. Fudge. <laughs> I just remember the name. I don't even know what it was about. And did, were there ones like when you were like sort of a young adult? You know, oh, wait, I have a question. I was God there? I don't remember. I didn't I don't read that spoil one. It. I don't want to spoil okay. it for anyone. Um, that was a big one. Like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Was the first time anybody had ever talked about having a like the first time I'd ever read as a young woman about anyone having a period and that it was okay to talk about or that and that it was going to happen and that it wasn't. Yeah, terrifying. it didn't have much of an effect on me. <laughs> yeah. So that was. That what are was these crazy the... bitches talking about? <laughs> That's gross. We should be crazy and gross. <laughs> I read Catcher in the Rye. Or you go, you keep going because you said you sound like you were getting somewhere. No, that was the <laughs> and only, I was just going to ramble. So that was the only like age appropriate book I read as a kid, like about growing up and coming of age. That's the only Got one it. I remember. I read Catcher in the Rye as a junior or senior in high school. I think junior, and uh, hated it at the time. Uh, this is so fake. Nobody talks like that. No, I didn't think. I didn't think that. I thought. I think what framed it for me poorly was I. I didn't catch at the beginning where he sort of has that moment where he says, "That's why they sent me here." Says, There's a line like that at the very beginning, and we when we sort of opened up the. I, what happened was I related to that character very closely, and then in in the analysis of the book in class, we sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. in the analysis because that's really relevant. Now everyone's like, oh, 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 oh so okay. Now it's all clear Now to me. it's pretentious thing. Um, <laughs> sophomore uh, th- pointed out in that moment at the beginning when he says, uh, th- which is why they sent me here or writing from here, and you realize that he's actually in some sort of an institution. It's mm-hmm. not clarified as to what it might be. Right. He's either had some sort of nervous breakdown or he's in a juvenile detention. You don't quite know. It's probably the nervous breakdown thing. Um, and I went from feeling I had 
really related to this guy to being like, oh, I just related to someone who's fucking crazy. Great. And then I just started hating the book. Oh, right. I I got really twisted on it in in the analysis of it. Or you relate. I also have that experience where you really, really relate to a character and then terrible, terrible things happen to them. Right. (laughs) This is me. This guy's just like me. I just got raped. Yeah. And then you got to put it. It's like, I can't do I can't do it. (laughs) I got to put it down and I'm afraid of going outside. For me, a lot of it was was comic books a lot of it was uh the projection of i mean not only did i read a lot of comic books where i got really invested in 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 issues of romance and 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 being powerless like the x-men were always big for me because they they were freaks they were freaks they were outcasts and yet they had this great power and they would save the world and no one would ever know Mm -hmm. um and they would never get credit for it and i was always like how come everybody but me is being elevated in the school socially and in the eyes of teachers and at award season at school. Like, how come I'm constantly overlooked that I'm getting good grades and I'm a good person and I know that he's a bully and, you know, he was a dick to that girl and, you know, I haven't been a dick to anybody because no one will even talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't even gotten the chance to be a right, dick exactly. to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till I get my chance to be a dick. <laughs> Um, but then we took Wait it. We took it even a further. This morning show, right. my future. <laughs> this is my time. I'm take it all out this on a little is Asian my guy. Time. <laughs> Mighty's not what? Little. <laughs> Um But we took it even further and actually wrote. And I think I've talked about this before. We wrote and drew comic books based on a char- on characters that were almost our names and they were our ages. They were high school kids and they had powers and they had. Will Smatterson is the coolest guy ever. It was Will Watson actually. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even change the first name. Oh, my God. Well, I went by Bill. Or at the time, I think it was Billy. Oh, it's so cute. Um, it seemed different to me. Yeah, with our feed is still down. I, I just thought, like, I just remember reading some uh, recently that someone was saying that. You know you have coffee on your head. <laughs> is that what that is? You're sweating coffee, Marty. Oh, it's amazing. I uh, was lamenting, uh, I, it might have been Star Trek, right? Just uh, some unnecessary sequel, like. How, why would you want to bring these characters back? They were, they were perfect. It wasn't Star Trek. It was something else. That would be like having a sequel to, to Catcher in the Rye, you know? And something, as if that was something that would never be done or mm-hmm. is too sacred. And in fact, like just a few months ago, they published, uh, or somebody found or released like a bunch of short stories that J.D. Salinger wrote. Oh. And one of them was about Holden Caulfield? Uh, Holden Caulfield's sister. <laughs> Oh wow! And then the pitcher and the sourdough. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. Hey, still got it. Hey, it was pretty quick. Okay, another one. No, I don't do. I don't do requests. Come on, monkey dance, dance, monkey dance. Uh, Shortstop in the wheat. Yeah, and you can go. (laughs) You you can go and and find it um, online, but it's it's worth reading. It's it's good. It was neat to read some new. Did James Salinger kill himself? The Bat Boy in the Seven Grain. He just got um old. And creepy and, and reclusive. Yeah. I think he was always creepy, weird, and reclusive. But yeah, I think he just died. Writers who killed themselves go. Uh, the guy who wrote uh, Confederacy of Dunces. Uh, um, Hemingway. Hemingway, really? Hemingway didn't write Confederacy of Dunces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. 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 Who's that guy? Uh, Was- Wallace. Uh, Franzen. Foster no, Wallace. not Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. William David, Foster Wallace. David Foster Wallace. Wallace. David Foster Wallace. Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> Wallace Foster. So- <laughs> When I was in high school, I had a librarian um, who I Ooh, is this going to be a sexy Virginia story? Virginia Woolf, right? Um, yeah, yeah. She Wait, cool. Virginia Woolf was your librarian? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the guy who can't follow the conversation. 
No, it's a librarian with big boobs, and she's like, I, well, this story's going to get sexy, isn't it? Well, um, so you befriended this big-breasted librarian. Yeah, and, and she said... You became you should, quite close. You should read this book. I think you would like it. And I, if anybody out there knows what the name of this book is, please let me know, because I was trying to find it. Was it an issue of Playboy? Yeah, it was about a guy, an American who goes down to Brazil and like falls in love with a woman there, but she's... Uh, a virgin falls in love with a big-breasted librarian. And she's a Catholic and doesn't want to have sex, so he has anal sex with her and then gets warts on his dick and then kills himself by throwing himself off a cliff or something like that. Well, yeah, that's... Wow, your librarian brilliant. recommended Yeah, and I, I read it and I was like, <laughs> well, that, well, that's great. And your boobs are fantastic, too. Uh, Did you ever get it on with this big-breasted librarian? Uh, no, I ended up babysitting her kids, though. Um, so That was, that was an invite, Marty. And if she's uh, that, was a, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. She's no longer working at uh, high school because that was like because she gave out too many inappropriate books to little boys or it was 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Alternatively, (laughs) she's died of old age. Yeah. Uh, I'm I do like big breasts, though. (laughs) Can you what's up? You're not lying. Can we have a stinger? I forgot you can't lie. Can we have a big breasted stinger? (laughs) Ba-boom, ba-boom or something like that. You didn't. Like big breasts, like it's butts, oh, honey. Uh, it's, it's but butts. I know it's still it's butts. still good to go with. You can yeah. still go. With. Yeah. I anaconda don't want none if you ain't got boobs, hun. That sounded like a, a military march. <laughs> it kind of does in the actual song too. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine a whole bunch of or, or like a black fraternity just like marching through, right. going. Why has it got to be black? Because those are the fraternities that march in in cadence. because they march in military formation and yeah. chant. Oh. About their dicks <laughs> and butts. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, dip my ass sack. Mail sack. You sound like uh, yeah, that was great. You sound like an exotic bird, Emily. I think I sound like a muppet. <laughs> well, you got the dog's interest. I still would like. I still would like a verbal segue before uh, the mail sack stinger. I kind of like that it came out of the blue. It just sort of it was like you know a, a barnstormer mail sack. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to create a conversation, you know. And yeah. We're talking about it. That's good. Um, what was last week? Oh, okay. So this is a, a long one. This is from Paul, uh, and he says, "Both me and my, my fiance are huge comic nerds. I mostly collect DC." And I'm loving Forever Evil crossover storyline as well as the Batman Zero Year. Uh, she, uh, her, his fiance, is a bit of a Marvel fan. So somehow like we make it work and we're still getting married. That's, that's very You can funny. make it work. There's always Batman and Spider-Man. You can always meet on Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 is that, there are other crossovers. Right? They're yeah. the crossovers, yeah. Well, they, they don't technically crossover, but the... You mean Marvel people love Batman because Marvel he's cool? Marvel people love Batman and DC oh. people love Spider-Man. Oh, right, Spider-Man, right, right. really? Um, I think there's cooler Marvel characters than Spider-Man. Yeah, but Spider-Man is the sort of light, fluffy, um, less dark. He's your friendly neighborhood He's Spider-Man. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Did you ever read Spider-Man versus Superman? Mm-hmm. That was in. The I remember 70s. the cover when it came out, but I yeah. didn't. Have to. I did. I did read the um, X-Men uh, Teen Titans crossover. Really? Mm-hmm. With a uh, Doom Apocalypse or something. Wow. Doom apocalypse. Wow. <laughs> Some generic. apocalypse had a so, little child. <laughs> by the way, these are good wedding presents for this couple. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Proof that you can make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, her favorite comics are the ones by Zenoscope. Is it Zenoscope or Zenoscope? I don't know. 
wrong. Yeah, because it's only been in print. Nobody's ever said it out Nobody's loud. Nobody's ever said <laughs> right. that word out loud. Oh. And she's in a very avid collector of their books. Her favorite is the various Wonderland series as she loves Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Are those those really sexy ones? Uh, with the I librarian with big boobs? <laughs> Lost Girls by Alan Moore. I am. That's exactly what oh, I'm thinking. really? Of, which I haven't read, but I read about. I don't know. I know my brother's read it. I haven't read it because I'm just not that into... It seems exploited. Lesbians? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would be interested to know. I'd be interested to hear. I mean, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I would be. That's this is that's, that's the way the format works, right? <laughs> Uninformed opinions. I would be really interested to hear other people's opinions because I have absolutely no interest in reading it, and it's a big book. But uh, it's Alan yeah. Moore, so I can't imagine that it's completely devoid of merit. Right. You know. Um. They, we were in the middle of a letter, weren't we? Yeah, we know. This, oh, this yeah, is how go on. So we went to, and, and this is a really long letter. I'll see if I can edit as Please I go along. <laughs> it's uh, we went to our local store here. It's called the Dragon, and where are they from? Um, they're from Guelph. I don't know where Guelph is. <laughs> you that, made that. That up. sounds made up. <laughs> no, it's it's Guelph. <laughs> That's somebody's Star Wars name. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> uh, and it's a, an award-winning store that's store. owned by a woman, and. When the fiancé asked for uh, the Xenoscope comics. Um, she said it's pronounced Xenoscope. <laughs> she said it's Xenoscope, get out of my store. <laughs> the owner's response was, we don't spy- stock those titles as they portray women in a very sexist way. Yeah. Most comics. That's books why I too. made that kind of noise when she said that she... Oh, what, what, are the, what are those women? I've read a couple of them, and I, I did just find them to be... Superheroes with big titties? It's not. I wouldn't say sexist. I wouldn't go so far as to say. I'm ah, so uninformed. This is such an uninformed. You've read a couple of them. Yeah, but if you've read read, a couple of them, is more informed than any opinion Marty and I have expressed. Just feels not necessarily aggressively sexist, but it feels like women's stuff written from a male perspective, openly. You know, what's the angle? Is it? Is it? Are the are the main characters female, or is it that is it that they're yeah, relegated to these like, supporting they're like, roles? They're like Oz and Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, he says that the um, that the titles have female leads, and they're very strong. They're strong female leads, and they're strong. But, and they feel like I'm not sure who writes it. I'm not sure. Like it could even be a woman. But my feeling is that these are women as men perceive them. Got it. Or these are strong women as men perceive them, and they're still very sexualized. Sexualized, yeah. Yeah, got it. And, but which it, really it, turns me off. But. It is shocking. Well, he says, I was pretty shocked by this, considering they were displaying titles with uh, Rogue, Storm, Power Girl, every superhero, mm-hmm. and how you know, Wonder Woman is, is, has you know, roots in BDSM. and mm-hmm. Deliberately, um, too. Yeah, the, he says the owner practiced polyamory, not that there's anything wrong with it, and enjoyed rope bondage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he spoke openly about that. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is with those titles is those editors and those publishing houses are very aware of women wanting to be into comics and women being really turned off by being portrayed as sex objects and they're they're and and then they're also getting writers who are very imaginative and very uh they're not don't smack of the uh, adolescent boy who only gets off with his own hand anymore like you know adolescent like, <laughs> middle-aged there's another way yeah, yeah. um those the main titles are changing, and they're getting more mature writers, and they're more aware of of uh, 
uh, of sexism in comics because they know they'll get called out on it. Now, nowadays, with all the attention on those main titles, they will get called out on sexism. And if you look at the modern Wonder, or sorry, Batwoman, modern Batwoman is very feminist. I mean, I, I really hate to align feminism with lesbianism. <laughs> Because they're not the same thing, but uh, she, you know she's a lesbian. But it's an amazing title now, you know, and it's very feminist forward. Um, Good. So he asks if you have had the chance to read "God Is Dead" from Avatar. I found it to be a great series. Um, and the other miniseries he's been enjoying is based on the star, the original Lucas draft of Star Wars from Dark Horse. Oh, that's an interesting. That's. Well, if it was so good, why didn't he make that the movie? Because he didn't have the budget. Uh, and then he says, maybe Dan, I can ask Dan to cast me as Dr. Light in the Flash series. Well, I don't think Dan is, you know... He's working on a series based on the Flash? No, he's not working on that. So I don't think he... Well, will. I don't see how that's going to happen. <laughs> I, because Dan is really smart and respected in the industry. But they are doing a Flash series. They are doing they? a Flash series. Are they really? Mm-hmm. The only take on the Flash that I ever thought was even remotely interesting was in um, Kingdom Come, the way he was oh. drawn, where he's sort of always in motion. Like he but he also there were also several Flashes in Kingdom Come, weren't there? Is were that there? the one I'm thinking of? I don't think so. Kingdom Come was just where everyone was just old. Right. Paul, thank you for that email, and congratulations <laughs> yeah, yeah. to and you and your so fiancé. He was slipping through dimensions, right? I don't remember that. I just remember every time he was drawn, he, he was, was drawn blurry, and, and, yeah. and so, that, that's the only thing that made sense. Do do uh, female characters just the way they're drawn? Does that bother you? Yes. Yeah. And are what what would you say is a good mainstream feminist comic series? Well, Batwoman, um, um, where she wears just... a Victorian dress and uh, that's all the way up to the <laughs> yeah, neck. Yeah, all the way. Up and to she's the flat neck. chested, yeah. and you can't see her ankles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they ankles? didn't do a second issue. It's weird. <laughs> I don't. They're. You know, I think you got to follow just the, the writers, you know, because there are a lot of writers that are very, very good about keeping women um, and then they, human. And then they collaborate with the artist to make sure that, because yeah. the, the visuals are still, just as like, big I'm as still, the content. I'm racking my brain, and right now I can't think of a single, like, mainstream comic book that does really well with not having all of their women be six foot Two enormous breasts, narrow waists, and legs. I mean, from to here be, to the and to one be, of the only reasons I read comic books, it, in to, all fairness. To be fair, the men are drawn similarly, but right. but not right. not but sexualized in the same way. They're also allowed to be cripples, and they're allowed to be like short. To hand, we like to say handicapped. Yeah, but I mean, just look at the X Men. You have a, one that's covered in blue fur, one that's five foot two. A man. These are men. Right. And one. Which one's five foot two? Wolverine. Supposed to be about five foot. Yeah, but he's sh- fucking shredded. Yeah. He's always made me feel lousy about myself. But it's not the male <laughs> ideal to be five foot two. Um, one of them's in a wheelchair, you know. And the, and of course, the blue woman is naked all the, the time. Well, she wasn't naked in the comic books all no. the time. But you know, yeah, yeah in the right. movies, I actually think that's really cool. Hypocrite! <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my god! All the lesbian feminists but are out there. There is there is there is, angry. Diff- there is something sort of empowering about a woman. Walking around naked, not because she's a sexual object. She's naked because she's a freak. Like, that is kind of borderline to me. Yes, it's sexy, but it's also like, I'm a freak. This is my armor. This is my, my body is my 
ability. My body is my, like, she almost like she owns it and she's not doing it because she's not, I mean, she's not draping herself across men and being an object to them. Like she's actually a pretty powerful character who is naked because she has this incredible ability to make clothes out of her own body. You know, it's, Right. There's something that doesn't that I think is actually kind of cool about that instead of bothering me, um, but yeah, yeah. All right, I, I can't think it. of a single. I can't think off the top of my head. Think of a single comic book that has interesting, realistically shaped women who are Aunt May. Aunt May was never sexual. Oh, Aunt May, yeah, but she's also oh, uh, she wasn't. She was. I know, but she Professor was, X was old. And she Brad. was underneath my covers Ooh, when I had the flashlight. Oh. oh, Aunt May. Just saying, there You're are so female feeble. characters, not Peter. many. If Marty, you want to keep going, you can All right. keep going. Uh, <laughs> this next one's from John Jones. Just wanted to make this clear. I love you guys loads. Um, bringing the great free funny once a week is not gonna. Uh, is not enough. Going to download all the old episodes and li- listen again. No, that's what is nice. there a but wow. coming? But I wanted to weigh in <laughs> what you said last time about uh, the convicted criminal who was given the alternate lethal injection oh. drugs to say that he suffered needlessly um, is your constitutional right as an American. But as a human being, why uh, would someone who who had been judged to receive such a punishment not deserve pain and suffering before they died? Uh, Two years ago, I watched my father slowly die from several different cancers that ravaged his body and brought a great man down to a mere skeleton in months. Then, over the course of his final hour, watched him slip away with only um, a low-grade dose of morphine to help ease him off into hopefully a better place. This was a man who did no harm to anybody, would do jobs for friends, family, and strangers alike, often for nothing uh, more than a thanks and a cup of tea. So uh, my point is, why should a convicted criminal sentenced to death deserve to go quickly and with dignity when my father wasn't allowed the same? I think there are several logical fallacies in that argument. Go on. I think there, I mean... Uh, and by the way, I'm so sorry. Right. Uh, John, of course. Poor father. Yeah, that's terrible. I just don't think that it's uh, fair to assume that because one person, I don't think person's beloved father or person's beloved relative is related to a convicted felon in any way. I don't think that because good people suffer, bad people have to suffer too. They're not It's not an equivalency. It's, right. Yeah, it's right. not... Not a zero-sum game. Right. It's not because a good person suffered, now a bad person has to suffer. I can see emotionally how you would, uh, how you would feel like there's an emotional connection, but I think in reality they're two very different circumstances. Also... I, 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 you know, not to get too serious or anything, but I'm a very, I don't believe, I'm a very eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. The man losing his life is his punishment. That's his crime. In, in the Green Mile, mm. there's this lovely scene where a man who uh, is on the electric chair and has a very horrible suffering death is laid out where all of the COs can be near him. And the shitty CO comes up and starts sort of like talking shit to the corpse. And one of the other COs comes up and says, hey, back off. He's paid his crime. So now he's, citizen like he's dead but he's served his sentence he's done he's done his due and now you have to treat him like a human being even though he's dead and i i know that there's sort of like a vengeful streak in us that says that a person's suffering is actually payment for our suffering but i don't think it is i think suffering is suffering and and we have to treat every single human being like a a human being and yeah and that said i also think that 
Every, everyone deserves death with dignity. I do too. Oh, and I'm 100% with so, him on that. And we've discussed, we've discussed euthanasia before. Right. And wow. so I'm, if I were in a terminal situation, I would want to have control over my own destiny. And so I could go out with dignity. With dignity. Absolutely. And, you know, and not, not wither away for the sake of life. Not be eaten alive by your own right. body. Right. And exactly. there's a difference. There's a difference between dying of a terminal illness and killing someone. Uh, yeah. Well, sure. I mean, they're, they're, they're not, as you said. One is not, you die and the other is person you kill dies. Right. But I, but I mean, the, the, the government is killing someone. So oh, yeah. to, 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 to think that the government has to make that person that they're killing suffer because someone, someone who is an upstanding citizen has caught an illness. It, it just doesn't. Right. I don't, like, like you said at the beginning, I don't, I, don't think they're, I don't think they're parallel circumstances. I don't think they're really comparable. But yeah, so I don't think to, they're related. To be clear, we're anti-death penalty and pro-euthanasia. Yeah. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It is, it is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I... Keep the criminals yeah. alive and the prisons uh, overstuffed and, and kill, kill everybody else. Kill yeah. people before they're, they're naturally going to die. But I agree with you 100% that your, your, your relative should have been given the option to die with, with grace and dignity and gentleness. Yes. And I also agree Absolutely. with you... Very, very well put. I also agree with you 100% that it's not fair. And it doesn't, and it and it doesn't feel fair. And that's because it isn't. Right. Right. All right, uh, there are a bunch more, so let's. I'm going to speed through these, and, oh, and this is because I whined last week and said, "Why are they more yeah. human?" <laughs> um, uh, damn you, Chris Brown! Thank you for sending an email. This one's from Drake Bailey. Uh, my name is Drake. This is the first time I've emailed. I'm unable to listen live because I'm in high school. Well, n- oh. then, no, you should you should excuse yourself. There are workarounds. Hours. Yes, you can play hooky. Yeah, are, we give you permission. You know what? There are concealed we earphones. Send you a note. Yeah, um, I will be able to listen live soon because I'm about to graduate and never go back to school. Well, you won't listen live today yeah. because the feed's down. Waka waka waka. We need a sting for that. I look forward to listening to the full show and not missing the parts where Marty forgot to press record. Ah. Oh. Those are my favorite parts. My question is, do you have any fun stories about when you guys were in high school? I hated high school. I I was in it. I loved high school now. Like, looking back on it, I'm like, that was awesome. High school, I found high school psychologically uh, terrifying. I was bullied for the first two years um, and all all through middle school. um, And I just got to a place where I felt terrible about myself and I was really insecure. And then I started growing my hair long and playing in a band. And suddenly everybody thought I was on drugs and I was really cool. But I was really a complete straight-laced mama's boy, super insecure, not comfortable talking to girls, um, getting straight A's, you know. And everybody thought I was this rebel. And so I was like, I don't... Everybody just leave me alone because you're all wrong. Like the the guys who bullied me were wrong because I wasn't... I shouldn't have been bullied. And the guys who think I'm cool because I'm in a band and do drugs. Well, I don't do drugs. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not cool, so you're wrong. So you're all did, wrong. When did you start to fit in? I'm still waiting for that moment. That's right. That's right. I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> Emily? I, uh, I wanted to be Bill when I was in high school. I wanted to like... You wanted to be bullied? Yeah, I wanted to pretend that everything was... Because t- like those By are the way, stories. we are back streaming, just so you know. Oh, good. Like those are the good Thank stories. Thank you, Was was uh, 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 you know? Oh, I was so bullied, and I channeled my angst into art. Like that was what I wanted my story to be. I wasn't bullied at all. 
Because you were protected by the walls of the theater. Where I wonder you can't was... write a Russian novel. Yeah, no, I, that's the thing. It's like, if I want to write a Russian novel in my 30s, I need to take some shit now, people. <laughs> Come on! But I didn't. I was, uh, I did really well in school. I really enjoyed spending all day learning. I wouldn't have told you that back then, but, like, that was the environment that I really excelled in, was the learning environment. And Jesus Christ, we had art class. We had, like, two hours a day where we got to just sit around and fucking play with pencils. And it's like, what are you bitching about? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and I, I really found some great, great, great friends in high school. I never got on with the theater crowd, which was really interesting. Hmm. Like I was part of the theater crowd cause I did all the theater, but we never really liked each other. And I actually, when I went up to San Francisco, I spent uh, a weekend with one of the theater crowd who lived in San Francisco. She lived on the surf couch. And, um, Really, I think it's really nostalgic. And she was really cool. She she always thought she was pretty amazing. But um, I got to really missing high school. I got to really missing not having to pay rent, not having to worry about buying food, just being able to sit around and learn all day. And not worry about so Drake, enjoy enjoy these these final months of high yeah, school. Yeah, like you're got, you hate it now. I totally dig that you hate it now. But you can, the other thing is you can get away with anything in high school because you're young. Yeah, that's the best like, thing. That is, if I could go back in time and tell myself one thing, it's like you can get away with anything. It, yep. Like socially, nothing matters. You know, yeah. academically, I hate to say nothing matters, but like just do what you want and, and, and be really explore and experiment because you can. And, and fail. And yeah. fail. Yeah. Fail. Yeah, I would definitely go back way. and tell myself to get the hell out of my own way, get out of my head. Lighten yeah. up. And totally tell the girls that you're into that you dig them. Yeah. And don't care whether they or don't boys. like you. Or boys. But don't care whether they don't like you back. Like, right. Because yeah. it doesn't... Honey, when you get out of there, nothing matters. Everything's so life and death Blank in high slate. And just, just jump out a metaphorical window and fly. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't have any amazing stories from high school. I'm sure I'll think of them uh, as... as I, don't know. I crashed my car a lot in high school. Yeah, we talked about that three times. Yeah, um, Bill was the angst machine I wanted to be. <laughs> I remember that, like the the day before I, you know, I was completely straight edge all through high school, and then the, after I graduated, I was like, "Wow, this booze is great." That's, you know, and the the day before uh, I left for college, I um I threw a party at my house, had my sister buy all the booze, and that was a really fun night. And but it was a little. Scary, just having people sitting on, finding them on my roof, and then like finding like people had been in my parents' bedroom, which I had, had locked. You know, and they Whoa. found a way. They went in through the window, and like, wow, yeah. So but, I was a teetotaler until the end of freshman year of college. I was a teetotaler until I was twenty. Hmm, That's wow. because when I was in high school, I went to a college party and drank way too much and thought I was going to die. And then from then on, like the smell of alcohol made me sick. Wow. <laughs> no, I literally did not. Alcohol didn't touch my lips until I was nineteen. Um. James Sander writes in, hi, Marty and Bill and Emily. Um, I've been a longtime listener. My roommate and I are getting into po- are looking at getting into podcasting. Um, Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, we are wondering what your setup is uh, now that James has moved to the Bay Area. I wish I could take a picture so people could see this setup. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty janky. It's a lot of wires. <laughs> Just know that you don't, you might think like, oh, more cables is better. Like longer cables. I'm, I might need them if I need to walk around, but really... Um, there, there's nothing. You need short cables and a nice mixer and a reliable Two computer. Laptops. Yeah, so we have a laptop for the streaming, um, and then a laptop for everything else. Um, 
And that's, that's basically you need a laptop, a mixer, and some cheap mics. And that's, that's it. Like, I have a USB mixer. It's Behringer. What would this cost, you say? $300, $500? Something like that. Yep. And you, don't, you can do it so much cheaper, too. So you can get um, cheap. And also, don't yeah. have a, a purpose to your podcast. Like, if you just ramble and maybe have a very loose, sort of uninteresting format, that's that's what I recommend. That's the formula for winning. <laughs> um, I recommend have lots of stingers at hand. Yeah, more stingers than you can stingers shake a stick at. Stingers are fun. At. In fact, and have segments. A for you need a lot of stick. segments. Yeah, you need segments so that there's there's some structure. Yeah, yeah but no point, go. no point whatsoever. And lots of mail statements. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is this? What is that strange smell? I don't know. I don't okay, know. who is this? Uh, it smells like something's burning. Who Smile is? Behind. Who just wrote this? I'm tweeting a photo of our setup. Oh, uh, this is. Um, James Sander. I don't have the James. The, yeah. So uh, good luck, James. If you want actual specific brands, and um, I'll, I can let you know. But um, yeah, I, I, I can. I'll, I'll, uh, this next one comes from Paul Jones. Morning, Merps. After last week's heartbreaking two entries in the mail sack, I thought I would drop you a line. I've listened since the nooner days and enjoy very much driving around northern England and Scotland, fixing IT problems with you guys as a part of the soundtrack on, on the iPod. Nice. The free funny helps keep me sane through the 400 to 800 miles of driving per week. Wow. Holy. Um, so thanks for soldiering on through it all, especially when DJ James left and took all his equipment with him. Um, P.S. Marty press record. Done and done. <laughs> anyway, congrats on raising the money to, on Indiegogo. If you need some ideas for t-shirts, see my terrible efforts below. And he did, forgot to include uh, the, the attachment. So I don't know what that, that <laughs> meant. Classic. That was. Yeah, I've done that too. So, hey, you, you would press the attach button, attach file button. Oh, sting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had Indiegogo people contributors as far as Hong Kong. And, <gasps> wow. We have Hong Kong listeners? Yeah, and it's really cool. Like, Indiegogo tells you Hong where they come. Racist. Um, no, nostalgic. Thank you, Paul J., for sending that in. This next one's from Michael. Uh, hi, Marps. As you were complaining last week about the lack of mail sack, I decided to write in again. That's what you uh, get. What's the most stupid thing you have done? What could have gone wrong but didn't? Mine was to run from the police with my motorbike when I was 20. I had it for two weeks and was driving with a friend um, on the back a little too fast, 70 miles per hour in the city. It was a, speed, a speeding control setup. It was already dark, and in front of me um, it was a car when I saw them. One of the officers jumped on the street to try to stop me. As all idiots, my first instinct was to flee, so I got into a lower gear and took off uh, at about 100 miles per hour. The guy did try to hit my friend. Long story short, uh, I made it, uh, managed to get away without them seeing my license plate, but I didn't sleep for a while. That was in 1997. Um, the next time... Well, they got I, you now. Yeah, exactly. The police monitor this podcast. Oh, they're fans. They're fans. <laughs> Stasi. The uh, next time I got into um, a speed control, um, okay, I did stop because you never know what might happen. Thanks for the free funny. I had nothing ever interesting like that happen to me ever. So I'm going to take this opportunity for a bathroom break <laughs> while you guys talk. I used to free climb in the rain a lot. I'm stupid. How Brilliant. high? How high did you go? Um, I don't know. Uh, just like in river valleys in Cleveland. So like above river, above water, or no? Uh, no. I mean, it wasn't. It's not like if I fell, the water would have saved me. 
so stupidly. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. So like probably I don't know, maybe hundred yards, hundred fifty yards high. Like not, not hey, like here's a a, a life tip for everybody: don't free climb. <laughs> Climbing is dumb. Um, I used to do that a lot, and I I watch tons of free climbing videos because it, it I am reasonably scared of heights, uh, and I, I just it makes me queasy watching it. It's it, it's I, I get why people do it, but it's so stupid. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. In high school, you don't you don't think any, I have this memory that I keep flashing back to and just grimacing every time um, of something that should have gone wrong that didn't. I, I was in the back seat of a friend's car. She had like some, some one of those boats, like one of those seventies boats, like a Grand Marquis or something. I don't know. And um, the back, the windows in the back only went down halfway. And I was trying to climb out of the car. In the back seat, we were screwing. Around. I don't know what it was, but the window only went down halfway. So I, I snaked out of the of the window, but right. I got caught, and I was basically I had my full weight on the halfway rolled down window in the back seat of a car. Nothing ended up going wrong. I ended up getting right. out of the car. But I keep picturing that moment when I was stuck with all of my weight on this glass window. Right. I'm like, why didn't that crack and sever my spine? Right. right, right. Well, it was probably tempered glass and it wouldn't have cut you badly. But, I don't know. Yeah. Um, then I'll stop freaking out every time I think of it. Yeah. Oh, I also got away with killing a bum in Dublin. Oh, well, I mean, that's isn't that a rite of passage when you go to Dublin? Like, don't leave without killing a bum. <laughs> Uh, here's I, your shillelagh. Yeah. And I, here's your bum to kill. <laughs> kill him with the shillelagh if you feel. Don't, don't feel bl- obliged to <laughs> use the shillelagh. <laughs> if you brought your own shiv, that'll do just fine. Yeah. So that was the best thing I did. Uh, well, he hit me first. Wait, how, how badly was he messed up? Uh, I don't know because I had to run because a gang of Scottish guys were at the pub next door and wanted to kill me for punching an old man, but they didn't see that he, that I spoke reasonably with him for about five minutes trying to get him to leave the establishment and then he punched me in the mouth. So they only, they only saw me punch an old man. They didn't see the buildup. And then when he fell, he landed square on the back of his head. Uh, off, he fell off a curb and landed flat on the back of his head. It sounded awful. It was the grossest sound ever. Actually, just my body just twitched because of the memory of it and uh these scottish guys were chasing me trying to kill me so the place where i worked hid me in a cooler for about 10 minutes oh, oh my shit. god that's terrifying yeah they were out for blood. It don't get don't free climb and don't get in a bar fight bar fights just don't end well there's a friend of my mother's whose brother ended up uh, brain damaged from a bar mm-hmm. fight and he couldn't yeah, he, he couldn't function. It was the middle of the day. I, I, it was he was a drunk bum, and he was knocking tables over at a cafe that I worked. And I was the only boy on staff, so everyone was like, "Bill, go deal with this." And I was like, "Awesome." Um, and I talked to the guy, and we were talking. I was talking very calmly and nicely, and I was walking him away from the customers whose coffees and teas he was knocking on the ground. And he was like, "You're gonna have to get the police to get rid of me." And I was like, "No, we don't have to deal with the police. Come on, let's just go over here. It's no big deal." Mm-hmm. And I kind of like had my arm around him and was walking, but then he punched me in the mouth, and I was like. All right, so I hit him back. I'm just sick of getting shit on in Dublin. So I took it out on him. Darren just called us all lame and nerds for being straight edge when we were young. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to get, I used to feel like lame and nerdy, and I was like, you know what? I knew my own mind as a young man, and I followed my own set of yeah. rules and morals, and I never once, I had no 
connection to the concept of peer pressure because I never, ever felt it. When someone asked yeah. me to do something I didn't want to do, yep. I calmly said no. And I, I, if that makes me a loser, yeah. there are plenty of other things that make me a loser. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to say that's not one of them. I went to a school where being uh, an academic achiever was made you cool. Oh. So Now that yeah. is nerdy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we had a terrible football team and and... Yeah, but really smart kids. So. I uh, I had really cool friends because all the friends I hung out with were major potheads. Like they all drank and were major potheads. Oh, we still had those, but they were like smart potheads. <laughs> Mine actually, I had some very. They were very very bright in some cases, um, but they never. So I was around. So it's pot okay to smoke time, pot, just so you know. Yeah, but uh, they never. But don't free climb. Like if they ever asked me if I wanted a hit, and I said no, like that was it. They never pressured me. Yeah, and I never. I mean, I got joked about it, but not like. You're a loser, but just like, you know, Marty was just, they didn't say straight edge because we didn't listen to Minor Threat back then. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of drunk people come up to me and tell me how cool it was that I didn't drink. And I was like, I kind of don't care whether or not you think it's cool, but. Mm. I drove a lot for everybody Whatever else. you're doing yeah. right now definitely doesn't look cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is uh, from Joe Harvey, who is a supporter of us, or uh, yeah, the familiar. Did he get a super a fan, mega fan? Yeah, he got his shout out. Hello, Murps. Uh, long time, first time, blah, blah, blah. I do have a question for you guys. Do you have a, any go-to pick-me-up songs? You know, a tune that you rock out when you feel your day needs yes. a little lift? I have two, Fiesta by the Pogues and Pickled, That's a great one. Pickled by the Real Mackenzies. Thank you for making with the chuckles. Joe Harvey. Ouch. There's this album by They Might Be Giants that they made for kids. It's called No. And on it, there's this song called uh, Where Do They Make Balloons? <laughs> Such a typically, typical Emily response. At least it doesn't have the sitar. <laughs> At least it's not pretentious. What is it? <laughs> a hammered dulcimer. Yeah. You know, pretentious. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's... Uh, Kiss's cover of "Back in a New York Groove." Oh, Kiss, I'm not a Kiss fan. Whenever I need it, I, I just that just fucking fires me up. Uh, I'm back, back in a New York Groove. I'm trying to think of um, there's a I like listening to Johnny Cash. That always makes it me pumps you up. Yeah, the, uh, there's that's, that's what I would listen to when I want to kill somebody. <laughs> no, like there's the Rock Island line. You know, the right. rock and line, you see, a mighty good road. Rock and line, yeah. it's a road to ride. Rock and yeah, line, yeah, yeah. if you got to find a good Or song, Irish, yeah. Irish trad music. I always listen to Irish trad music. But that'll bring you down sometimes, too. I do the Irish trad. Oh, there it is. <laughs> this pumps you up? No, it makes me happy when I'm sad. Is that not the question? Mexico, it's just bands and cars are from Japan. I also love the Animaniacs Clowns theme song. are from the circus. <laughs> Barking comes from dogs. Eggs come from a chicken. And log cabins come from logs. But where, where do they make balloons? Do you ever find out? No. It's like, what does the fox say? You never, never, we don't know. That's Aww. why they're asking the question. The final, the final verse in that is just exemplary. I love it. Uh, I would like to go back to Emily's question, and that is, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what songs uh, pump you up? Oh, yeah. pump you up. I was thinking, like, lift the mood. Or oh, yeah. Gloomy. I think you could say that. Oh, it, it says, I'm sorry, pick me up. Pick me up. Pick so, me up. Yeah, yeah. that picks oh, me up. Yeah, I, do, I usually play it back in a New York groove when I'm, like, 
feeling awesome already and i just want a song want to, to continue feeling awesome yeah i want a song to express that awesomeness mm. uh, the book of mormon soundtrack i listened to oh yeah yeah i, I just I had tickets for my sister to see it this past weekend. And oh, that's exciting. Yeah, she loved it. Did she need someone to go with that she wants to pay for? She already went. It was this past weekend. <laughs> oh. Good timing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, that's a really fun thing. And it's, I like anything that I get to sing along with. That's yeah. high energy, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got a few more to go. Sorry, guys. Uh, Chris Brown wants to know what our high school mascots are. And he, wants, he says, huge congrats to you. And I suppose... All of the listeners on the runaway success of the Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, that is really impressive. Yeah, that is really moving. It's It's unbelievable. Um, It should make for not only great hardware improvements, but fascinating content streams when it comes to the donor tribute episodes. Don't get your hopes up. If we have any extra money, I would like to produce a bunch of stingers. Uh, that Marty will never be able to find in time for whatever yeah. moment. <laughs> that will always come five <laughs> seconds too late. <laughs> and then we'll have a stinger for the five second too late stinger. <laughs> yeah, that will come five seconds too late. <laughs> Lately, I've been watching... It'll just be a loop. <laughs> It'll just be the soundtrack the to our just show. Be all these, yeah, all these uh, staggered stings. <laughs> oh, it's Marty, mad. play the 30 second too late stinger. Hang on, just give me a second. Just, I'm still trying to get the five Marty, second Marty, play load. the give me a second stinger. <laughs> And I'll and I'll play it thirty seconds too late. Smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> Marty, Marty, smoke's coming out of ears. Play the smoke coming out of Marty's ears stinger. Stop it! Stop it! And that's gonna be great. Play, play the stop it. I'm getting frustrated. Play the Marty's stinger. freaking out stinger. Um, okay. Lately, I've been rewatching all the episodes of the Scholar Brothers show, um, Cheap Seats, which was an old, an odd ESPN ESPN classic show. They know their sports prefer. A comedic duo. They really know their sports. They like the car guys. Yeah. yeah. But with sports. But, yeah, quick and clack. And funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> genuinely funny. No, the car guys are genuinely They crack funny. me up. They're great. But I'm an old soul. Yeah. Oh, what was the question? We're grumpy so I'm curious, uh, that aside from all the great brand new TV shows uh, that are out there, are there any old hidden gems you could recommend? Oh, Jesus. Simon and Simon. Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> um, Gary, what is it? Wizards and Warriors. What's that? Auto Man. Spartacus. Street Hawk. So Spartacus, yeah. yeah Spartacus is just such a guilty pleasure. It's, it's so, so much fun. Manimal. Wow. It's so terrible and fun. and. But it's not like a, it's like an actually good story shellacked with schlack. Sex and blood yeah. and guts. and. and but it's lo- actually a good, tight story. Yeah. Uh, for the first, for the first the end, season. First yeah. two seasons, yeah. yeah Misfits of seasons. Science. Um, just saying all my favorite canceled eighty shows. Mm. We got it. <laughs> I think I think you had got every single show that was canceled in the eighties there. Um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh god, oh, yes. yes. Oh god, yes. I, I That's re- a rabbit hole you're not going to want to come out of. Yeah, I think um, Green Wing. I was a big fan of. I, I found myself that. really enjoying um, Doc Martin. Which is like oh, a, yeah. a oh, it's a very it's a very British. family friendly uh, British. <laughs> British show, right? uh, Isn't like he a curmudgeon comedic. though? Like a terrible he's a curmudgeon. Total, he's yeah, a total no OCD like terrible it. curmudgeon, <laughs> and he's and he becomes the doctor in this beautiful picturesque uh, port town in England, and everyone's like super friendly and really nice, and it's a great community, and he fucking hates everyone. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to get through these ones. Um, but there's a question we didn't ask. No, he didn't answer. Which which canceled shows? Which there's something at the top. Oh, he said what? Where he tweeted and what asking what our high school mascots? Oh, are. yeah, Eagle Titans. 
the preppers. We didn't have one. <laughs> so it was awful. We wanted it to be an alligator because we had a lake, Kilroy, and we was like, it would be the gators, oh, and they shot us down. See, private school. Yeah, so we gave up. Um, this is from Jeff, who also was asking about, you know, on the Twitter thing, about Jerry O'Connell spoofing Shia LaBeouf's art show. Right oh, next yeah, to yeah. That was awesome. I, I, I don't want to give Shia LaBeouf any airtime, but I just want to throttle. I want to have him on air just so I could choke him. Mm. Somebody, there was somebody did an article where they went to his show mm-hmm. and, um, he crying. Was, yeah, crying. And, and was unresponsive. Just no, that's like, what he is. That's part of the piece is that he doesn't. Respond I know, but it's like it's a waste of time, and maybe people waited in line just for that, and it's it's silly. But. You don't pay to get in, do you? No. Oh, good. Paid. Uh, but he asks. Um, he says, uh, he writes, uh, hey, dudes and Emily gave 45 uh, doll hairs, good one, uh, to our Indiegogo campaign. <laughs> Would like to give more, but need to pay off my trip. I'm going on in May. Where are you going, Jeff? Let us know. Uh, I have plowed through season two of Veronica Mars and uh, rewatching it and uh, noticed that Mr. Wu was in it quite a bit. Thank you. And that your friend and writer, uh, John Enbaum's name, was mentioned quite a bit. I love in the all the Enbaum shout outs yes. on the show. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, and first name from the graduation. If Dan has returned, he has not. Uh, I do have a question. Uh, why was he a consulting producer for season three? Was he also doing another project at that time also? Thanks for the free funny. Jeff from Akron. 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 Uh, you know what? I don't remember. Dan might have been producing The Nines, the John August film at that time. Um, he was juggling a lot of stuff around that time. But um, we'll, we'll, if, we'll ask. Yeah, next time he's in, we'll ask him, tweet us to remind us. Uh, Robert Johnson writes in, good morning, Murps. <laughs> With the success of different one. It's the blues. Yeah. From, from the, the grave, Venture Brothers from the as grave. well. Uh, with the success of the Indiegogo campaign, I yes. hope you guys and girl uh, can keep <laughs> on recording and supplying the free funny for us all. To keep this from becoming just a male statement, when the weather is just right, what do you like to do? I love just driving windows down, uh, miles per hour high, and music blasting. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Robert from Long Beach, the LBC. I've been getting a big fan of playing early 90s hip-hop music and going for bike rides. Aw, shit. (laughs) Aw, shit. (laughs) I'm riding my bike. Yeah. Oh shit. I love swimming pools. Your mama, your mama, your mama. <laughs> <laughs> your mom is so fat. How fat is she? <laughs> your mama is so big and fat that you can be busy. Anyway, um <laughs> uh yeah, swimming. Like mm. people have swimming pools out here and, and I I cannot remember life before there was a a swimming pool that I could just go to and get in a swimsuit, fall in and have a great couple hours with my friends and Hopping in the ocean saved my life this summer. I was so, I was so racked by so many things, mm-hmm. and uh, riding my bike, I'd ride my bike out on the beach paths till I got super sweaty. Throw the bike down and just go in the ocean. I was like, ah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, the ocean is. If you get a really nice day, unfortunately, <laughs> if you get a really nice day, that means the beach is going to be packed. But not if you don't have a job. <laughs> you can go whenever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, the beach. I mean, you're asking Californians. What the hell else uh, are we going to say? Yeah. I, go I see like, a movie. That's the other thing Californians do <laughs> right. on really nice oh, then, days. They go and sit in a black room. Yes. <laughs> I, well, where I live, I'm close to mountains, and I like to go to the mountains, and especially when there's water around, because there's mm-hmm. actually some great places to go swimming and take the dog. And, really? Yeah. But, I, I, I want to expand my hiking in L.A., so I'll, I'll 
I can list from Absolutely. There. Well, the, the problem is we're in the middle of a drought, so the water level is pretty low. But right. um, but when it does rain, it's it's there's some great places to go. Ojai is a great place. There's I like to go wherever there's swimming in fresh water, mm. and and that's not like brown and gross. I also do love, and I can't do this anymore, but because we don't have fall but i love when the, the leaves were changing and it was that super crisp fall oh, air uh, throwing the football around mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and like building you start working up a sweat and you get your chest burned but it's still cool out so mm-hmm. ah, i love that oh J- jeff wrote in another email um and thanks for thanks robert for that um uh, jeff wrote in he said i'll be in cleveland tonight seeing dropkick murphy's and wanted to ask bill if his brother's bar is anywhere near the house of blues it is the house of blues is on uh is downtown a friend of mine used to be in the dropkick murphy's house of blues is on the east side of cleveland uh probably around east 20th or so and my brother's bar is west 58th um so it's an easy it's an easy drive across the bridge uh onto the detroit shoreway uh, last email. By the way, thank you guys for filling the sack. Thank you guys. Overflowing here. We're going over, and I have to get. Ooh, our sack is overflowing. Ooh, so sexual. Yeah. Marty's librarian with the big titties. Yeah. Peter WG writes in this morning, all considering I won't be hearing part of the show live because I have to go shovel the first three inches that have accumulated this morning. And because the feed will drop. And he, no, Will got us back up and running. I know, but you won't be. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's not blaming Will. I'm blaming you, Marty. It was probably me, but Will fixed it. It was definitely you. Any fun weather storm stories? Also, I just officially became a Merp stalker on Indiegogo and encourage Whoa, hey all there. the listeners to at least, at the very least, contribute. Cheers, W. Yeah, Peter WG. Thank you, Peter. Ah, Petey. Very cool. Um. Any good weather stories? Yeah, I'm from Colorado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. You got plenty of them. I remember when I was in college, uh, it snowed about five feet, and my window in the dorms was overlooking the courtyard, so the snow just got packed against it because nobody mm-hmm. ever went in there. I was doing homework on just this racket outside my door and pounding on my door, and it sounded like an, enti- like, it sounded like an incensed mob. At my doorstep, so I of course opened the door, and uh, just want? there was like there were like five boys from the door. I'm saying, "You've got the best window. Can we jump out of it?" And I said, "Of course." So they tramped their muddy shoes across my dorm room, and they all just started jumping out of the window. And what we didn't realize was that the dorm beneath mine was the. The one with the wrought iron like <laughs> gate in the front. <laughs> These kids impaled one after another. <laughs> Their heads are still there. So, um, <laughs> to warn warning any other. <laughs> all college students. No, but it was the, uh, what do you call the person who runs it? It wasn't the RA. Maybe it was the RA. RA. Right. So she said, she said, it just started raining boys outside my window. <laughs> and I was like, you're complaining? And she threatened to like get us all, I don't know, kicked out of it. It's raining. But it, and then when I was a kid, it rained and knocked out all the power for two days. And so as a child, it was the most delightful experience mm. of my life because everybody, my Candles. family all pulled their, um, their mattresses into the family room and we lit a fire and we just sort of camped in the nice. family room and played board games all night. Uh-huh. It was, that's one of my when it snowed really bad back in the day, uh, and it, it froze finally for the first time in years, but Lake Erie would freeze, um, and because the waves would cascade in and gradually freeze, it actually formed perfectly round ice caverns. That's awesome. So I've seen would, photos of yeah, that. So we would slide, you know, arms and knees, which it wasn't 
there were plenty of places to fall in the water, so it wasn't the smartest thing. But we would just go through these ice tunnels, and there'd be fish frozen in them, like mid breath, like oh shit. Um, and then it also it, there were snow craters, and then the and we would just climb out there and and be rolling down hills and in craters and in and out of of actual ice tunnels for hours. It was really fun. That's awesome. There's been, because of the polar vortex, there have been some amazing great photos of the Great Lakes. I haven't seen Lake Erie freeze like this since since I was like 11 or 12, and, and I'm hustling through these caves. It's That's back. It. Yeah, it is back. Um, back in a New York groove. Chris Brown says that during a blizzard a couple of years back, he got blown off the highway. Wow. Through the ditch and in, through a ditch and into a parking lot. No damage. Wow. Good. You are lucky. And then uh, Jeff is going to Cancun with friends. Um, yeah, <laughs> known for their terrible storms. <laughs> I, I was it was springtime or it was like late winter, and I was hiking with a friend in Connecticut, and we were crossing a, a frozen uh, lake or it was like a pond, and we were standing on it, and we were we were just noticed that it was sort of like squishy. <laughs> And we were like, look at it. And we started jumping up and down. This is the stupidest thing we could possibly do. <laughs> and of course, we fell right through. And just, just like a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> and, and then you're just trying to get out. And if you ever got, tried to get out of a, a lake that has semi-frozen water, it's, it is, uh, you're just like breaking up the whole thing. So basically, we're just breaking through the whole thing and then wading out of it. And it was swampy water, so it smelled horrible. So we had to drive back to his house just reeking and and laughing. I mean, it was hilarious. We were never in any real danger, but um, yeah. (laughs) You know, and growing, that was the first time I had been in a frozen body of water. As a Californian, you just don't have that opportunity. So I was so excited, you know. (laughs) And I fell through, and I was like, "Ah, I fell through. (laughs) Uh, Leo, you sent in an email. I'm, we're going to have to get to it next week. Thank you guys so much for all the incredible support. Um, it, it makes us so excited to do this. And, uh, and we got to get Dan back here. Yeah, and we do. I miss him. I miss yes, Dan. Yes. So we'll, we'll, I, I, I'm gonna, I'll email him this week and we'll get him uh, in here somehow. And uh, get your emails in at noonerpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, Tweet us, Nooner Dan Marty. Um, and all our names, um, Bill Twatterson. It's Twitterson, sir. I, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I've never okay. apologized for it. It's all right. And I'm, I do that every so often, and I'm very, very sorry. That's okay. Uh, Emily O'Hara, Marty you, Dan Etheridge, and you can tweet Steve Kruger if you want. Steven Kruger? I forget what it is. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, please, if you want to, continue to donate or... Donate, go to our Indiegogo page, just do a search for Smorning Show, or Tuesday's Mornings. Just Smorning Show, it's not going to be anybody else. And thank you guys so much. Yeah, fuck the East Coast. And <laughs> we love the East Coast. And we will see you next Tuesday. See ya. Sorry. Oh, my God. Why isn't it playing? We need the why isn't it playing stinger. I'll, I'll, I'll play that first. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it! Come on! Ah, uh, pimp that! Uh, boom, boom, boom! This has been a smart go. Ah! Uh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs>
your Indiegogo dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, oh, I forgot to turn the sound up. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>